Albuquerque's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon, the rock of talk. Afternoon. I'm Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk on AM1600, KIBABQ.FM, Rock of Talk.com, 550-5500. Number to text or call here in the 505, Roku TV, Amazon Fire, and Apple TV to uh, rebroadcast and repodcast. You have to be a subscriber at rockoftalk.chat. Many of you guys quitting, you guys don't like what I'm saying, I guess. And we got a lot of new subscribers uh, as well, also apping directly at Rock of Talk. Dot TV. Uh, you could download that until the middle of the year before I start charging your ass for it. And uh, that's just the way. No free rides, right? Uh, <laughs> I was going to start on another vulgar note here, but uh, I guess you guys have had enough. But no, it's never too much. It's never too much vulgarity here in the Kiva. Lots to get to. Uh, we are celebrating uh, Black History Month uh, here. We're playing some of the whitest music around. Uh, yeah, Cheeseburgers in Paradise, officially the whitest song on record. Uh, there it is, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, it was all part of the highlights of uh, yesterday's show. Some other highlights, just in case you missed out on uh, Wednesday's wide-open extravaganza. We discussed uh, how uh, Black Lives Matter, uh, Woke Lives Matter, Woke Corporations, Woke Education, COVID, and handouts. And we talked about how New Mexico businesses continue to get shut down and uh, the, how they're dealing with the mask mandates. And now we're going to talk about schools to kind of uh, kick things off. In today's edition, woke infrastructure, corrupt media, movies, woke Hollywood, ABQ crime, as well as the uh, governor. She's shaking her. We see you at the legislature, Democrats. You're not doing enough. I'm very frustrated. Your inability to tackle crime defies explanation. I think it defies a lot of things defy explanation uh, here. And don't forget, you can always get the write-ups uh, that D. Dowd Muska offers on uh, this week, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday at www.rockoftalk.chat. Don't forget the Super Bowl. Can I say Super Bowl? Isn't there some? Isn't someone supposed to sue me as soon as I say Super Bowl? Yes, yes. The big game. The big game. There it is. The big game. And uh, speaking of the big game, there he is, the Dowd 3000. How are you, Dowd? Quite well. Had a wonderful, wonderful morning with my doggos uh, this morning. And uh, if we have time, Eddie, today, I'm looking forward to taking apart the claim by our state overseers that the CDC says that make, keeping our mask mandate in our state is a, is a good plan. There was a wonderful blog post by a guy, a guy, a guy named Vinay Prasad. He's an oncologist and an epidemiologist. And this CDC, quote unquote, study, he tears it limb to limb. So uh, what you're hearing from the governor, what you're hearing from Dr. Disgrace uh, is all junk science. And uh, for them to claim that this new CDC research indicates why we should keep masking in New Mexico is complete bunk. They're holding on to their little narrative, and uh, we'll see how long you let them do that for. Meanwhile, the rest of the country might go on strike, uh, trucker strike. There's going to be, you know, uh, plenty of anger to go around uh, the country. And uh, blue states are continuing to uh, uh, go kablooey uh, when it uh, comes to dealing with their populations that are picking up and leaving. That's right, folks. Uh, let's talk about masking, and let's, uh, let's, let's look at other places first before we decide to go ahead and you know, the shine the light on me. Yeah, before we said a, the midnight special. That's what we got here. So the powers in Scotland to be extended include those governing the use of face coverings and vaccine passports. Yes, folks, we are as stupid as Scotland. That's right. Scottish's government uh, remaining COVID powers are set to be extended. 
Dowd. Uh, Darcy is there living under the uh, tyrannical Scottish government. He is. He extended is. for several more months, are we? The legislation <laughs> mandating uh, coverings and vaccine passports was due to expire the 20th of February. But it said, no, we will extend it for at least another half year. <sighs> Looks to be pushed back to September the 24th, folks, uh, before they get like, how do they just know that they can see that far ahead? Deputy First Minister John Sweeney saying it was important to keep the options on the table. The uh, Scottish ministers will continue to assess the rules every three weeks. The next review on 22nd February. So all this came back after uh, big bad Bojo Boris Johnson announced that the end date for the restrictions in England, England could be brought forward later this month. I, I don't know what Scotland. Uh, Scotland. Uh, will inevitably do whatever the opposite of England is doing, Dowd. Can you provide some uh, geographical insight there to that? Well, no, I mean, Scotland is a long way from New Mexico, but I'm thinking Scotland being one of the worst places on earth for Rona lockdowns, we should be looking to the governor's office in terms of what she follows from Scotland more than she follows from Delaware or Oregon or one of those other states. She seems to be more European in her look outlook. I believe that uh, the governor recently visited Scotland. and That's true. Um, She visited yeah. as part of the... Uh, Green new energy uh, plans going forward. Uh, Swinney stressed that this did not mean that curbs would necessarily remain in force until September. <laughs> Whatever that's supposed to mean, curbs. But they said they would continue to be reviewed on a three-weekly basis. Boy, every 21 days, it's like Scotland gets to see what's in the Cracker Jack box. Now, Boris Johnson literally told MPs that providing the current encouraging trends in the data continue, it's my expectation that we'll be able to end the last domestic restrictions, including the legal requirement to self-isolate if you test positive. So there are going to be places that decide to go ahead and continue with the uh, Rona edicts, and there are other places that are going to choose not to. Uh, by the way, it is a large swath, large majority of those that are lifting and creating an open environment when again, once again. They're deciding to push back and no longer be part of this crap. Ah, oh, donkey. Sorry, Ken, and you knew it was coming. Uh, uh, how about uh, Illinois Governor? Uh, G.B. Pritzker, the uh, big fat guy. It just sounds like a fat guy. J.B. Pritzker, uh, Pritzker sounds like a, uh, you know, Barnum and Bailey. Doesn't it sound a little yeah, bit? Yeah, yeah. Like a circus sideshow. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it does. Uh, J.B. Pritzker, yeah, yeah, that's a ticket. Mask mandates for most indoor activities in Illinois. So bring the noise, the noise, the Illinois. Lifted February 28th. But Pritzker is keeping his mandate for masks in schools in place. Why? Well, he besides hating children, uh, and despite uh, a judge ruling on the policy, uh, this man uh, can't hear anything outside of his own head. He announced a modification to this mask mandate during a news conference in Chicago. With declining COVID-19 hospitalizations, most indoor settings, masks won't be mandated in, until... After February 28th, the governor said local governments and businesses can still require masks. So there you go. He says, uh, Pritzker, schools need a little more time for community infection rates to drop, for our youngest learners to become vaccine eligible, and for more parents to get their kids vaccinated. I doubt. Did, did, I wonder how well Pritzker did in school. Doubt. No, no, that's what I probably from the was. speeches I've heard. Not not well, probably. Not uh, well. All right. So let's uh, come back home. Let's let's bring let's bring it home. We're like Scotland. We're like the Illinois. And uh, New Mexico just keeps New Mexicoing. Folks, don't be disappointed. Here it is. We, 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 they've got to do it. They've got to keep up the narrative. Dr. Disgrace uh, is written in the Santa Fe New Mexican. We'll use its own information. We're not even running it, not the CDC, 
Not federal, nothing. We march to the beat of our own drum here. We're quite stupid, as you have seen. By the way, Dr. Disgrace, uh, they couldn't find anybody to take over the New Mexico Department of Health, so they just kept them in there. Yeah. Well, uh, nobody else wants to work for... I, I trust him to do two jobs. Yeah, yeah. He can't do one well. But not very well. He will use his own information to decide when to remove its coronavirus mask mandate. And that time hasn't come, he said. The state's top health official said Wednesday. Uh, also, uh, is he the family doctor of the uh, Lujan Grisham family clan? Um, I wonder if it's Ben Ray Lujan's doctor. Huh? Get ben? a second opinion. <laughs> yeah, how's Benny doing? How's Benny? Benny and the Jets doing? Not, not very well, I hear. I hear... I hear it might be a little bit longer before uh, Ben Ray Lujan returns. All of America awaits with bated breath what will happen to Senator Lujan. All of America, from California to Maine. (laughs) Well, his buddy, um, his buddy passed. Um, I think they, I think they were tight, right? weren't weren't him and uh, the mayor of Santa Fe? weren't they pretty tight? They were, they were tight. They have a name for that, uh, the double B. Dr. Davis Grace, acting secretary of the State Department of Health, said in a news conference he had been drilled by residents who felt mask rule changes in New Jersey, Delaware, Connecticut, and Oregon should compel New Mexico to lift its mandate immediately. But we've been drilled. Come on. By the time I got to work, my inbox was brimming. But no, Dr. Grace, a man of principle, a man of honor, a man looking above the fray of politics, keeping your health in check first and foremost, ladies and gentlemen. Dr. Scrace has decided not to lift the mask mandates along with Michelle Ohan Grisham. Those other four states are dropping mandates for February 28th through March 31st. Adding some of their announcements came with the caveat that the surge could change things. See, we're going to be prepared. We're going to play it safe until the coast is clear. Never suggest hope. Never, never. <laughs> Remember, folks, we could have come out on the other side of this whole entire thing. Meanwhile, uh, if I walk into your store and you give me a mask, I, I, I might keep it on just so I can get what I get but I will promptly drop it right in your doorway as I leave, just so you know. I won't even find the trash can. Yes. If you see a man uh, that's about six foot four, 250 pounds, that's bald and is doing that, it's very likely Eddie Aragon, just so you know. Scrace said New Mexico leaders are eager to lift the mandate. Oh, are Lie! They Lie! <laughs> <laughs> I had this conversation with the governor this morning about 7.30. Thank you for the time. We were, I didn't even know she was... I didn't know evil woke up that late, uh, woke up that early, doubt and got together. We really are relying on New Mexico data. Scray said he wouldn't predict when New Mexico will use this mask mandate. <laughs> Wait, the very guy who's in control of the mask mandate isn't going to make a prediction about when the mask mandate might be lifted, despite it being lifted everywhere else. He showed a slide from the CDC. Now you see, look, look at this. Cloth masks reduced the odds of testing positive by 56%. Surgical masks by 66 And now they're going to police for the uh, China mask, by the way. The they KN95 mask and then the N95 by 83%. Masks are effective. The state is still in hot water. Nobody wants to look at each other. We're going to talk a little bit of, uh, later on about the, uh, the swinging population of Santa Fe where you do you get saw that, huh? unmasked. Oh, boy, did I doubt. I read, I read, Eddie, that, you, I read that you, a couple of times. You've said... Uh, things about the silver hair ponytail people and their, let's say, could not be truer, huh? Personal choices. And, you know, I've never seen evidence of that until this article ran. And I, I'm reading this article last night. And I'm thinking, 
Eddie has been saying this as long as I've known him. He's absolutely right. They're strange people. <laughs> this kind of stuff is going. They on. just—they don't care. They'll—they—they're all over each other. Uh, Silverhair ponytail crowd can't wait to, you know, depants themselves and uh, share bodily fluid with each other. But they're going to keep their masks on. Boy, they—they they really get into that lifestyle up there. They do, and uh, there's a lot of strange uh, couples up there, Dowd. I'm, I'm not even kidding. They're in their late 40s, early 50s, and mm-hmm. that's when they start their family. Yeah. No. It's a little strange. When they're not at the orgy. Oh. <laughs> uh, or, or, have you ever gone to the uh, the dueling piano bars when they go? They ever played the, uh, they call it, they, they, there's another word for it, but I, I I can say it on the air is the bang bang song. Oh, okay. Have you ever heard of that? I don't think so. Yeah, you got to put it in the request. Uh, everything right, is. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, we digress. Uh, that that is slightly more interesting than uh, Doctor Disgrace uh, at this point. So here we go, folks. Yeah, the man who is in control of all this is not going to cede as to when he might lift his own mandate on the state of New Mexico. So what's happening to the New Mexico schools? They are also going to be following suit. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. They're going to keep their stupid mask mandate. Other states prepare to ditch the mask mandates. New Mexico is expected to remain one of the few. How about the only? Yep. I believe that we're going to be the only, if I'm not mistaken, Dowd. Uh, yeah, the- last holdout for masks, last holdout for evictions, uh, last holdout for the emergency food stamp benefits. We're going to be uh, across the board, the last holdout. Do you think we're going to hold that, on to uh, as much control just- and welfare as we can. <laughs> You think she's just doing it to spite me at this point, or just give me more material? What What do you think? What do you? Well, what's your real motivation? Like how people long? seem to like it here. They they you know she's raking in the cash. All sorts raking of stupid right here in the state of New Mexico, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, I'm in an extremely relaxed mood today, and the reason why is like I feel so vindicated by every prediction I've made, by every single like every single one doubt has come true. Every one. You got a good record. <laughs> you do. We're gonna do it. Give us any chance, we'll take it. Give us any rules, we'll break it. We're going to make our dreams come true. Doing it our way. That's right. Uh, that's the, what we do. <laughs> what was that rhyme they sang at the beginning? I don't even feel like doing a show today. I just feel like... <laughs> we'll just do what the, the hell? Why, why, what does it matter what we talk about? Uh, <laughs> give people advice or direction. You just, New Mexico is just going to keep being stupid. All sorts of stupid every single day. I'm just going to drink coffee and... You know, I don't know. Take your calls. Should I take some calls? I feel like I follow you in the Kiva. Go ahead. You want to talk? What do you want to talk about? Lifeline. Yeah, I do. It's 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 stupid is stupid does. Lifeline. Hey, just, just seeing this, man. I can, it's just so infuriating. Why are you mad? And you're gonna tell don't us, be mad. You're gonna tell us don't be mad. No yodas, mijo. Relax. You expected it oh. all along. All right. All right. Let me take my mijo pills. Hang on. Uh, I feel better now. No. Oh, here um, we go. You know, you're going to make this argument that we're not quite there yet. We're not going to follow suit of these other larger states. And so let me ask you this question to both the governor and I the don't doc. have any answers and I can't speak on behalf of stupid people. You did this but yesterday I, I, and today I'm probably going to also be severely lacking. Well, that, okay, I get I get you there. So we were wearing masks for this last five, six months, supposedly, right? And things are not getting better. Yep. So when is it going to ever end? I mean, it's like you said, the context is. We're going to keep this beast alive as long as we can because we want control over you, and that's and that's the end of the story, man. I'm t- so tired of this. Just like you. What do you think we should do? What What could we possibly organize? I feel like we should just like you know, I mean, if people are going to start just defecating on each other, 
in various places. Like, give people a reason to keep the masks on. That would be a reason, right? At this point. That's like true. that, you could say, well, I could see why they're keeping their masks on. They seem to be defecating yeah. on each other's houses and cars. Um, people spitting on each other. You know, yep, keep your mask on. Like, that, at this point, that would be a reasonable explanation. Anything else at this point? Yeah. yeah. Terrible halitosis. I mean, maybe that. Nah, it's not strong enough. Really isn't. I mean... No. Honestly, when's the last time you've smelled somebody's breath? It's like, hey, bro, uh, it's kind of rancid. Over here. Like, <clears throat> I think in in my entire life, I could think of one or two times that I've been able to smell somebody else's breath within like three feet of me. So halitosis, well, I throw that out. Then you wish that they were wearing a mask. I guess you're right because most people are wearing masks, and so I can't smell their breath. People like smelling their own. People like their own stench, so they stick those masks on and they wrap themselves in that filth and they bathe in it all day long. I mean, seriously, yeah. seriously, just, go, I'll happy. tell you what you do. Take your mask and somebody gives you, just walk into the store and then pretend like you can't hear them and then just keep walking and see how long, see how adamant they are about stopping you generally is what I do, yeah. you know? And finally, when they stop, I'm like, Oh, okay. Do you have a mask? I just immediately just go like that. Just like that. I just do it just like that. Oh, do you want me to wear it here? Uh, do you have a mask? <laughs> And when they say, they'll start scrambling and then just start, well, I'll be around here. I'm just going to keep, no, stay right there. I'm like, uh, okay, I'll stay right here. <sighs> That's wonderful. Just, just breathe in place. You know? I'll I breathe mean, in a lot of babies as I stand here um, and wait for my mask. trying to get as much air into the lungs as possible. Like really take it in, you know, keep the lungs filled because you got to, you know, you remember, once you put the mask on, you're going to be cut off at about 60% of your oxygen. I don't know if you knew that or not, but there have been studies about how much oxygen is actually getting into your, to your lungs. Part of the reason why people die from pneumonia, I'm not sure if you know this or not, Chris, has to do with the fact that people are ingesting and re-ingesting the very same things that they're breathing out. So the pneumonia, uh, pneumonia, did I say that right? Ammonia, pneumonia, it's pneumonia. Uh, when they die, it has to do with the fact that they're not clearing their lungs. So it's like, you're running around with a mask on and you're, you're measuring oxygens and, and oxygen in your 80s. You're not going to be able to get out from, from underneath that. So, you no. know, it's a, it's a real problem. It's a real, real yeah. problem. So, Well, their plan is it's a wonderful plan. It's not working. What would be fun to go do, Eddie, would be to get a group of us to go into these stores. So there's a bunch of us not wearing the mask and to see how fun that gets. Nah, I'd get away from the groups. I don't, I, I really don't. I'm not into grouping with anybody. And no offense to you. I just... I don't want anybody around me just because, you know, I basically like coffee and three people. So um, those numbers aren't going to multiply beyond that, you know. And you happen to be one of them, at least today. So right. there we go. Yeah. All right. Right on. Right on. Well, at least I'm in your good graces still. Well, thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> do you still want to do a show? Let's uh, keep going. New Mexico schools uh, keep on keeping on. Um, <clears throat> State Public Education Department spokesman Judy Robinson. Never heard her name before, but she is uh, the spokeswoman. They just keep trucking, carting out new people all the time. She said her department is referring to the New Mexico Medical Advisory Team for guidance. So uh, essentially, are we all going to one person at this time? Is it everything? The New Mexico Medical Advisory, I imagine, would be under the Department of Health, right? Doubt. I think mm -hmm. that's fair to say. So mm -hmm. the Department of Health. And then the other one is uh, Human Human Services. Is that what? Yep. Also yep. Run? Yeah. So one of those two, but both of those are run by the same guy, Dr. Scrace. Yep. She said a recent Senators for, uh, uh, yeah, Senators for Disease Control. Senators for Disease Control and Prevention Report showing that cons consistent cloth mask words. Oh, I think, where did I hear this before? Yeah, uh, from Dr. Scrace. Rock! 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 Uh, we're the Department of Education. Rock! Rock! 
Parent recently emailed Santa Fe Public School leaders and the Department of Health seeking immediate end to the mask rules. According to Sarah Bozies, a Santa Fe school board member, their New York statewide positivity rate is 4%, Bozies said of that state, which announced a repeal of the indoor masking. And so it's a very different scenario. They also have the best medical resources that we don't have here. Wow, we are truly the worst. And then the, the administrators are actually acknowledging that. Yeah. yeah. Sounds like they're kind of proud of it, too. Yeah, they, they really are. Um, before we get into the mass studies, uh, Dowd, um, mm-hmm. Mr. Muska and myself, uh, the Dowd at 3000, received an important email with some revealing information by a very smart man, a name of, uh, I think we can say Don Juan, Don Juan, uh, the scientist uh, over at uh, Sandia National Labs. He's, he's come out before. And Dow, this is very interesting because uh, New Mexico is literally, yes, the worst of the worst. We, just by design, uh, Don Juan has come forward uh, with some new information. He says, hello, Eddie and Dowd. I hope you're doing well. In case you're interested, I plotted the uptick in overall death rates in 2020 and 2021 versus the 2020, 2010 through 2019 average by age group. As you can see, New Mexico is still the deadliest state for young working age adults, 25 to 44. Hey, everybody. Did you know that? We are. This is, as you know, is not caused by COVID, but by COVID panic. And you can see the doubt. I mean, you can see the data here, doubt. And boy, it's it's not even close. The percent change in the death rate for New Mexico. My gosh, ladies and gentlemen, let me just uh, pull out the, and it's not even an outlier. It's over at the very, 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 very top of the graph. Um, 80, what is it? Trying to get that somewhere. It's over 80%, 84%, 85%. And then uh, we're looking at the 45 to 64. Our 45 to 64, from what I can gauge from the graph, Dowd, Mm -hmm. uh, we are second highest only to, in the 45 to 64, second highest, second to only New York. Is that? Yep, Yep. looks good. Yep. Yep. Okay. It's hard to delineate these stuff because it's a wide open graph. And then here's where we uh, really start. you know, what do we what do we do with this tour to say the 65 to 70 year olds, right? 65 mm-hmm. to 74 year olds. So let me get this, make sure that we are right. We are right about we're top 10 in there. So yep. number yep. one in 25 to 44, number two in 45 to 64, and in the top 10 in 65 to 74, ladies and gentlemen, we are getting the job done. New Mexico. Anything else stand out to you, Dad? Uh, yeah, well, it's interesting. I'll have this in the in the show notes tonight, folks. You're going to want to look at this this chart. Basically, what he's looking at is number of deaths by age group uh, in 2020 and also in 2021 versus the last 20 years. So, did you see this huge spike in deaths for each age group? And he's determined our our Doctor X, our beloved Doctor X. We haven't heard from him in a while. I'm glad to to know he's he's doing all right. Uh, Eddie, it looks to me like are we number one in 2021 in, in the the above normal rate whole the percentage change in the death rate for 25 to 44 it looks uh, like we yeah we are number, be, yeah that's what i said we are number we, one yeah we are number it's one it's a green triangle way at the top yeah 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 uh, it's at 83 84 it looks like trying to think of the state that would be second there that would be one two three in alabama alaska arizona would be number two 
mm-hmm. um, obviously due to Navajo Nation. Uh, and then number three w- would – I'm going to say Texas. Okay. I'm going to say Texas, not Tennessee there. I can't really okay. delineate. Maybe John can help us a little bit more. Yeah, and, yeah. And text we, need the, we need the raw data, Dr. X. <laughs> yeah, doctor. Doctor, doctor, Don Juan. All right. So there you go, folks. The lockdowns don't work. We're officially the worst. Uh, number one for 25 to uh, – let me read the statement again. That way you guys don't miss it. In case you're interested, the uptick in overall death rates in 2020 and 2021 versus the 2010 through 2019 average by age group New Mexico is the deadliest state for young working age adults. There it is. 25 to 44. Okay. And then we are number two and 45 to 64. And then we're in top 10, 65 to 74. There it is. It hasn't worked. Whatever we're doing is exactly the opposite of what we should be doing. Okay. That, that's and, and to quote Dr. X, positive. this, as you know, is not caused by COVID, but by COVID panic, not COVID. COVID panic caused this. All right. Nobody else has this information. All right. So we, we got a brand new low, a new scientific low point when it comes to masking. And that's what this is all about now. It's not even vaccine anymore because they know they've get the liberals. I think it's pretty fair to say doubt have given up on the vaccine, right? We're not going to get a new strain after the Omicron. They're like, uh, mercy. What? That's it. There's not going to be a new strain. They, they try to do the little variant, the B1, B2. And they're like, oh, that didn't really take too well. Uh, we're gonna pull. We're gonna pull away from that. Hold that. Omicron officially destroyed the narrative. Okay, so the narrative is over. COVID nineteen over. Okay, we know that for a fact. So now they've moved back to masking because that's the only thing that they've got left. Because that's a behavioral thing. You can't see the vaccine. You can't tell who has the vaccine. Who who is who doesn't. And when you have the masking, at least you can still condition people socially in that regard. And they see that Scotland, what they're doing, Scotland, uh, New Mexico is the Scotland of of the United States, right? I I don't think you can, you can, we can't pass by what you just said. Okay, go. The masking is the visible sign of obeyance, compliance, capitulation. Right. And let me tell you, two years ago, if you had said this to me, I would have said, oh, you're, you're out of your mind. You know, there, it's, it doesn't work that way. I think their sicko adherence to this uh, and the fact that they everywhere they go, they see that everyone is complying with them and that their power is not being questioned. Right. I think whether consciously or unconsciously or subconsciously, that is a big motivation why they want to keep this going. This is how twisted the brains of these people is. I wouldn't have said this 22 months ago, but I, I've lived the last 22 months in this state, and now I do say it. So the other thing, too, is they also have uh, shown uh, – Michelle Hong Grisham has, has shown – in her internal polling that she doesn't give a crap about what Greg Baca or David Gallegos or anybody else is who, who's asking for uh, things to be unmasked in the state of New Mexico. They just don't care. They don't, they don't even pay attention to it. They've got such a lead. They got such compliance. The media is jumping on board with everything. The, the state is so incredibly woke at this point. Like you don't realize like how stupid of a state you live in. You don't realize it. Okay. And that's most people out there. The people who listen to the Kiva, they fully comprehend and understand it. And then they're picking up and they're leaving is what's happening. Okay. We're losing audience daily. I can't tell you the number of times we get emails from people who are like, uh, well, you would love to subscribe, but we no longer live in New Mexico. Like just people are just hightailing it out of here. They, they really are. 
you're seeing that and who is responsible. And you don't have any of the Republican candidates for governor right now holding Michelle Lujan Grisham's feet to the fire. They're just beating the crap out of each other. Because that's, that's, that, that's what you do. Because you have controlled opposition within the party and they're gonna, we're going to run Weather Boy uh, against Michelle Lujan Grisham, which is exactly what they want. Okay, And Mark's not a bad guy. He's just not the right candidate uh, because Michelle Lujan Grisham is going to come to the middle and she's going to start doing the stuff on crime and everything else. And how does Mark Ronchetti, a guy who's never held elected office and who told you what the temperatures are in various parts of the state, how is he supposed to overcome that? Like that's, that's what you're basing your wishes on right at this particular point. Okay. And we've got some serious issues if we are ever going to get out of this. And I don't think we are, and I'm not trying to be negative, but you've got uh, economic calamity surfacing to the tune of 7.5% this morning on the inflation. Now, you may not think that that's a big deal, okay? Let me just tell you, if you have debt, you are going to get crushed by that debt. And I'm not talking about housing debt. I'm talking about if you have debt going into an inflationary period, okay, more and more of your paychecks are going to be consumed, okay? And it's on the other side. If you don't know what stagflation is, it means zero economic growth and massive growth in prices. So there's a disconnect there. That's stagflation. That's exactly what we have, have happening. The only reason why the economy has been growing is because we've artificially stimulated it at this point. This masking and this vaccine shouldn't matter. Unfortunately, because we've got $27.3 billion that's come from the federal government in various lines of credit, let's just put it that way, whether that's $500 here, the $1,200, whatever the government's giving, okay, so that you can be uh, compliant with them, your good behavior is no longer going to be able to help you any longer because it's just going to be too expensive. It's just going to be too expensive. And we've established, established the Green New Energy Act here in the state of New Mexico. And with that is going to become ever-increasing prices for energy of all sorts. Have you seen the prices for gas right now? What do you, I, I, the last thing I wanted to do is get a Sam's Club card and a, and a Costco card. That's the only thing you can do. You can save an additional 30 cents on your gas. Okay, you're going to be forced into a situation like, how long is it going to be before we start rationing based upon what, what, what's available at this point? And it doesn't matter how much oil and how much whatever we produce, okay, the markets are now artificial. They're no longer real. You're being rewarded for being compliant uh, with the green new energy deal going forward. So there's some real issues that we're going to be facing and you're going to continue to see crime uh, creep up. Okay. It's already gone as, as high as it's going to go year over year, but now you're just going to see it continuing uh, that push because a lot of these people that work for the federal government, that work for the state government, that work for a police force or fire departments, they are not going to be compliant uh, with the mask mandates. They're not going to be compliant with the vaccine mandates because they see it happening other places in the country. And guess what's going to happen? We're going to lose our police officers who are already looking for second and third careers or picking up and leaving and taking their children other places, okay? They don't have a commitment to the community anymore. They don't. Neither Michelle Lujan Grisham or Mayor Tim Keller has uh, reached a partnership level with them because they've played too much politics. They've literally lost 27 different people in the cabinet of Michelle Lujan Grisham. And she's not going to get any consequences. If you think she's going to get voted out of office with what we're running at her right now, you are, you are sorely mistaken. Okay. The Republican party has a heck of a lot more work to do. And it's not about fighting each other at this point. So we're going to get into crime when we return a couple of phone calls. Call you in the queue. Go ahead very quickly. 
Hi. Hey. 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 Talked to you in a while. Yeah. What can I do for you? I just thought I'd tell you about my COVID experience. Oh, sure. Yeah, share it. We, we, you know what? We can never hear about too many COVID experiences. There's the gift that keeps giving. Tell you us know, about it. What's going on? I got the Omicron. You know, I was all on the vaxes, mm-hmm. but I still got the Omicron. Mm-hmm. But I got this uh, monoclonal. Uh, yeah, the monocolonials. Yeah, the monocolonial. Yeah, those were great. That was a great time. It was when we were a very homogeneous society. Yeah, yeah, anyway. Yeah, well, anyway, they actually treated the illness, which mm. is a thing I thought we should do for a long time. Mm-hmm. And it actually worked. Yeah. And um, I noticed today where I work in a store, people were coming in today unmasked. Of course, we we say nothing about that. We're good with it, um, but you know we we don't we don't speak to our customers about whether or not they wear a mask. But the number of people that are just spontaneously taking them off has probably tripled today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. That's good. That's good news. I'm I'm happy to hear that. And uh, you know, just remember, this all ends when we say no. So as long as you're saying no. That's you know, right. that's, that's what you got to do. I mean, it really is a drug. This, this whole thing, go back to the dare, just yeah. say no, just say no. Like Darren White, remember he was yeah. singing about doing that back in the nineties. Just Let's say see. no. Now he's growing it. Yeah. Right. Um, there it is. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I appreciate that. How are you doing? You're, 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 it's amazing. Two years ago, if you would have gotten treated with therapeutics through Dr. Summers, you would have been through it and you wouldn't have had to worry. I can guarantee you if I test for the, oh, by the way, uh, there's all sorts of OSHA on the shelf over at Sprouts in the Northeast Heights on Academy. I bet you there's about another six to eight bottles. Go get them um, before you go. Just that's that's really all you need. You just need OSHA and uh, oregano oil. Drink lots of water. Get plenty of sleep. And um, you know, if you see anybody who's vaxxed or you think that they might be vaxxed, stay away from those people. The people who are unvaxxed are the people you want to get next to. Just so you know. Cool. All right. All right. See you soon. Bye bye. All right. I always feel like I'm giving too much information. Like maybe I wore out their welcome. Do you think people get tired of me? Like, you know, it's like, oh my God, is he ever going to shut up? Do you think that? <laughs> my God. Well, you Eddie, I mean, listen, if, if she's right, if people are taking the mask, huh, let's take a win where we can. I, I was in, uh, of course, Corrales this morning and everybody mm. was masked up, of course. Corrales. <clears throat> what is going on in Corrales? Caller, you're in the Kiva. Go ahead. Yes. Eddie, this is Mario. Mario, what's up? What's up? Hey, uh, hey. I'm going to let you know. I, I go shopping all the time, you know, around the city. I don't wear my mask. Um, yeah. Occasionally there's a store you go into it. There's maybe three or four other people. So mm-hmm. maybe like 3% of people aren't wearing them. I just went into Sprouts on Lomas. Yeah, yeah. 100% of people are wearing them. I was the only one in the store. <laughs> I walk in all the time to good. that Sprouts. Yeah, I go to the Lomas Sprouts uh, a lot because I just... Wherever I can get the OSHA, I usually, uh, today I bought three bottles because I don't want to be a hog. Uh, so I bought three bottles right. at eleven ninety six. Um, but you can go get it on Academy and then just get the stuff, the oregano oil too. You could also just uh, get the OSHA root and I mine it yourself and, uh, you know, milk it, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, what else was I going to say? I, uh, yeah, when I'm out shopping, though, I see probably 15 to 20 people in their cars alone with the mask. So that's. Like I try not to make let my blood pressure go up. When I see what do you that, do? Man. What do you do about that? 
That's it. I mean, that's it. No, you, it shouldn't get uh, worked up. You should be like, you should just be like looking at them and just, you know, try to memorize <laughs> their physical characteristics of what stupid looks like. And at least you'll know I what the do. top half of stupid. And it, it's, it looks very similar. You notice from face like, to I, face, it's like the same type of person. I find myself like wondering, like, what, what's going through their head? Do they just want to nothing? Be, like, look at me. Absolutely I'm, nothing. I'm, no, me, no, nothing is going through their heads, Mario. I let me, I you, <laughs> let me answer your question. Nothing is going through their heads. Absolutely very, very little. Very little. Yeah, what is being, what's being told to them is the only thing that actually goes through their heads. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I just can't wait till this ends one day, if it ever does. But well, uh, you just. You know, again, you're answering all your own questions. Like we're all talking to ourselves in the past tense. What would my future self say to me? And you say you can't wait because you, you keep waiting. It's going to continue yeah, no, to be here. Waiting. Yeah, it's uh, it's never going to end. So just just decide to your freedoms. <laughs> I get off on like doing exactly the opposite of what anybody tells me to do. Well, at the very same time, looking like I'm doing exactly what they tell me to do. It's like my favorite thing to do. It's my very own brand of antisocial behavior, and I get to practice that on public. Right, right. Uh, well, good to talk to you, Eddie. I got a, I got a chat, but you, great show. Love it, man. All right, hey, so, you're the, you're the show. I'm just, I'm just here. I'm just, just talking over you the whole time. All right, new CDC uh, pet journal, the MMWR. What is this, Dowd? It is widely tweeted, and it's unfortunate because the paper is. Flawed. What do we know about this effectiveness of face mask or respirator prevention using SARS-CoV-2 infection? Yeah, this is this is uh, an analysis done by Dr. Vinay Prasad. Uh, we, we've used his research before. You know, he's he's a he's one of our fellow deniers. Uh, he's an he's a an oncologist, an epidemiologist, MD. Dr. Disgrace and the Public Education Department in the Santa Fe paper, we just read you the quotes earlier in the show. The CDC says that masks are 56% effective. The CDC, we're just following the CDC guidance. The 56% protective value of a face mask claim came out of the CDC's weekly publication. Now that weekly publication is called Morbidity and Mortality Weekly. And Dr. Ooh. Prasad, a couple of days ago, took apart the study. So when you hear Scrace claiming we're only doing what the CDC says, when you hear the PD saying that, they are lying in one of two ways. Either they know this is a crap study and they're lying about it, or they're too lazy to look into it, which is basically a, a amounts to a lie. So Dr. Prasad, uh, as Eddie said, uh, this is the one that's getting widely tweeted and cited. All the lockdowners love this. Uh, according to him, the paper is entirely and irredeemably flawed. Um, I, I could read this for the next two hours. I'm just going to sort of hit the, the hit the high notes. The paper is a case control test negative study. Basically, anyone in California, this look at people in California, between February and December of 2021 who got a COVID test could be enrolled. People were then told if they were tested positive or negative. Two days later, someone tried to call the COVID positive people. 13.4% of people who tested positive answered the phone. For each positive person, a negative person was matched by age and, se and sex who was called, uh, was identified. Only 8.9% of people who tested negative answered the phone. Boom. Stop right there. Stop right there. We're going to get a sample of one in 10. And then of that, we're going to make an assumption based upon those yes. that have answered the phone. 
worthless. Uh, very few people answer the phone. Moreover, there may be a big difference in who answered the phone. Among people who answered the phone, people who said they had not spent time in indoor public settings, uh, those folks were discarded. People who had a known COVID-19 contact were also discarded. Uh, the analysis just compares those who tested positive versus negative if they said they spent time in indoor public settings. It turns out that the people who tested positive were different than those who tested negative, okay? 77% of people who tested positive went to get the test because they had symptoms. 17% of those who tested negative got tested because of symptoms. More people who tested negative just got tested because they just wanted to. They didn't even have symptoms. And this is something Eddie and I have been waging war on for, for almost two years. Don't go get tested. It only feeds the narrative. Uh, you know, if you're sick, go to the doctor by all means, but don't go to test it. Go get tested because you feel like it. And we know that the test results are, are, are largely uh, worthless. Okay, uh, here we go. Among those who tested positive, 9.3% never wore a mask in indoor settings and 93% wore it at any time and 60% wore it all the time. Among those who tested negative, 3% never wore it, 96% uh, never wore it at any time, and 69% wore it always, okay? Do the math, and people who tested positive were less likely to wear masks than those who tested negative, okay? Final points. What's wrong with this paper in brief form? Number one, the people who tested positive and those who tested negative were seeking testing for totally different reasons. Number two, the response rate was poor. Very few people actually answered the phone when they called back, so you didn't have this, you know, controlled, randomized study. Uh, their status as mask wearers or non-mask wearers was self-reported. So you're, you know, <laughs> people are very, are notoriously bad right. at looking back and, and judging what their behaviors were. I mean, the polling data on that is terrible. When you do people a study, you keep a diet log or a food log. You know, like are, that's next are, to impossible. Uh, absolutely, you terrible. know, a diary to how, what I listen to on the radio, like. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, three more points. The effect of the mask, the size of that effect is implausibly large. Uh, in a randomized trial in Bangladesh, uh, they found an 11% uh, relative risk reduction. Uh, this one had much, much higher, implausibly large, and should raise uh, red flags. Finally, uh, the exclusion that if you encountered someone with SARS-CoV-2, you got pushed out of the data set. Uh, according to one critic, uh, wouldn't it make more sense to have this type of study after a positive contact? Uh, it is a good point. Why are we making that particular exclusion? Masks work, but not if you met someone who for sure had COVID. The whole Seems entire like very, purpose of you very... wearing a mask was to run into yes. a person with COVID and not contract COVID because <laughs> the mask was 86% for a surgical mask. I don't know, 60 some odd percent for a uh, a cloth mask and some odd uh, different percent for a different uh, face wrap or something, right? Uh, and, and finally, they didn't adjust for vaccinate types of vaccination versus other types of vaccination. Some people got just the one shot of J&J. &J, others got yeah. three shots of the mRNA. The researchers did not adjust for this. This is a crap study yep. that the man in charge of public health in this state, just a, a medical doctor cited today, he's either completely ignorant of the weakness of this study, or he knows it and he's lying. This is the he man has in charge. Not even read it the way that you just read it. I, to I, our I doubt he knows our it at all. Listeners are more informed. Yep, yep. Than Doctor Scrace was on a 7:30 a.m. phone call when evil gets together to decide the fate of New Mexico going forward. So uh, what folks, you just have... read, what you just read and segmented, if you listened intently and were looking for the information, you know more and learn more than anything Doctor Scrace did in making his policy.
Indeed. Uh, and I, I, I just hit the highlights of this. This is a long blog posting by a, a, an oncologist, a, a, an epidemiologist, Dr. Prasad. I will have this in the show notes tonight for our uh, subscribers. Eddie, uh, Dr. Prasad, this is not going to surprise you and, and other people who know what we do. He is on the Substack platform because this information, of course, would never be allowed on our major social media platforms. And of course, it's not going to be picked up by the mainstream media. You will have a link to this in the show notes tonight, ladies and gentlemen. How long have we been on the Substack platform? Yes, a very long time. Bleeding edge uh, right here in the Kiva. Carla, you're in the Kiva. Go ahead. Yeah, discussion, Eddie. So it's not just uh, that um, statistics that, that uh, Dow just cited that are, I forget the words you use, but they're not legitimate. It's your entire government is no longer legitimate, and you're no longer bound to do anything that they say. And you're entitled by, to, you know, by the instructions in the declaration to reform a government. This one is completely illegitimate. And, and I recognized that a decade ago, and, and I called in. you got a talk radio program, so does Mark Levin. I called into Mark Levin's program and said exactly that, and it's, that you, these are communists. You're under attack. You've been under attack for decades, and it's finally coming to a head, and I no longer consent as per the Declaration of Independence. And that's what everybody needs to do. And you can tell, you can tell it right now. But Gov- Governor Lujan Grisham, you are dismissed. Goodbye. We are not going to do anything else that you order us to do until you are replaced and the government is reformed in a proper manner. So, and, and the population is entirely capable of self-governing in the interim because all we need to do is do what we've always done, and that's follow what? One rule, the golden rule. Just do unto others and just keep on doing what you've been doing, except for the bad stuff. And all of you that are getting a government government paycheck, starting with the executive and the legislative and the judicial, judicial, you're dismissed, and we will replace you. So I think uh, David uh, makes a great point. I don't know that there's been a better time to do... Okay, go ahead. Sorry, David. I didn't know you were I just want, I still just going. Want to, my very first phrase or sentence was discussion. So before you hang up on me, I'm, I'm interrupting you. Just oh, Lord. David, you Eddie, did fine. Can I talk or do you want to? Oh, that's my, my airwaves. I'm, I'm just done. I don't have time. Like, you're, I'm not going to get in a bad mood or take David's phone call. Like, it, the guy, the level of his need for control is absolutely un- insane. Yes, what? Caller, you're in the Kiva. Yes. All right, go ahead, sir. I thought we were David. Go ahead. Make it quick. We got to read some text. Uh, My thing is, is like in Canada, all right, if you watch how they're turning the the military and the police against the people in favor of the politicians, Mm -hmm. Trudeau's getting away with that, all right? And can't help but wonder if that's possible. What's, what they're trying to do here with Millie and Austin. Uh, Dowd, respond if you can. I think you might understand a bit more than what uh, what he's saying tonight that I'm able to, I'm not able to really follow. Uh, you mean Austin, our, our DOD secretary? Uh, yeah. You know, okay. Austin and Millie, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I don't trust them. You know? Seeing it, what you're seeing like in uh, Australia, they use their it's the people. You know what I'm saying? And, and you see that it happening in Canada now. All right. 
the police are against the people in favor of the politicians. And, you know, they couldn't get that to happen here because our police, they tried to get rid of our police. They, they knew they wouldn't, they wouldn't, our police weren't like that. So they tried to defund them. All right. Now you got to wonder if, if they may, what's next, the National Guard? I appreciate the uh, phone call. I mean, uh, he's sort of putting it together while, you know, on the fly there. I think you. Yeah. Well, Eddie, he just r reminds me of heard on our network earlier today. They had a candidate, Clay and Buck had a candidate uh, who was, I think, running for the House. Uh, yeah, House Walsh. Rep in Walsh, Ar the, uh, Arkansas, Ar commercial, yeah. Arkansas, I think it was. Is the yeah, state. no, no, he was, he was Florida. You're not talking about oh. Matt Walsh. It's uh, Mike Walsh. And they had bought a commercial. Are you talking about that? No, they were interviewing a guy. I think he was from Arkansas. I, I, okay. I think he was ex-military, and he was talking about uh, when Republicans take the House, potentially, you know, doing everything they can to restore the people in the military uh, who've been drummed out of the service, uh, either formally dismissed or sort of hounded out of it. And he made a really interesting point uh, on top of other many other things. I mean, some of these are our finest, most trained professionals. The amount of, of investment that the individuals have made themselves, and the amount of backing they've gotten from taxpayers to become a trained seal uh you don't do that in a, in a weekend you know and these are great people good people warriors who are being drummed yeah. out of the service and uh i guess uh, i guess they want people in the service who will comply uh I guess they only they only want people who will comply and uh the way it is all right david hey you there uh we're waiting go ahead and finish up wrap up your what? waiting let's have a let's have a discussion and you know it's about getting control of your government okay we you, you made that point and then you didn't let me re respond is there anything else well then please respond we agreed with you and then you wanted to be argumentative what is there anything else no no, no i didn't want to be argumentative okay so we're cool you made your point and thanks for calling call again tomorrow all right geez i mean honestly i don't know what else i can give you like, oh, you make your point in a discussion. I was like, well, it's not my chance to engage you because maybe people aren't engaging you. Like, it's just, it gets ridiculous. I don't have time for that. All right, here we go. Oh, Eddie, quickly, uh, just sure. the, the, the interview with Clay and Buck earlier today, I'll have it in the show notes. It was by J Jake Beckett, former Jake NFL, okay. uh, former Armed Forces running for, oh, for the Senate. I'm sorry, not the House yeah. in Arkansas. Uh, and he's the one who's uh, looking out for those warriors who dare to uh, not get poked with a syringe so uh mm -hmm. sounded sounded like a, a good a good american uh let's see. hey i got covid right after thanksgiving i went and got osha root for my uncle in cuba and i drink osha tea for three days and i was fine after that 44 year old hispanic julian vigil there you go julian thanks for listening smart guy cases dropping to almost one-third the case rates over three weeks why because you guys aren't getting the freaking test anymore that's a good thing uh here it is uh, cases in the last seven days, 13,432. Uh, from January 31st, uh, that week, 26,844. And then uh, 24, 36,151. Why? Because people are coming to their senses. Okay. Um, we're going to make the local news stop playing the national news uh, as well. Uh, let's see. Here we go. This is too funny. My husband said to me months ago that the Highlanders from the 1700s reminded him of northern New Mexicans. He was basically mocking me for enjoying Outlander so much. <laughs> Taking a spectacle at Costco yesterday, getting a refund and had my usual shoe covers on, but not a mask. Cashier told me to put on my mask and I told her I wasn't required because I'm a, 
I am Stacey Abrams. Lots of laughter from people <laughs> online. And one lady said she expected masking is almost over, thankfully. If Canadian truckers can risk everything, I can be a contrarian to increase awareness. Uh, good one, Sean. Appreciate that one. Very good. Uh, a plus for mask. It covers at least part of the tyrant's face. Uh-huh. Yeah. It, it, I wish this were funny anymore, to be honest. She really needs a full mask. Maybe Wicked Witch of the West. We just lost an amazing pharmacist at Southeast Heights. Her and her husband had enough of Grisham in New Mexico. They moved to Texas. Huge negative impact to the clinic. But you'll continue to see this from a healthcare professional. My youngest daughter's best friend is moving to Houston. Her dad is also disgusted. APGD cop. He's so tired of being a cop in New Mexico. Michael. Uh, thank you. They, what a joke, fellows. They're lying about Bob uh, Saget. The dude had a brain bleed uh, after getting his booster shot. TMZ reported that he was found fully clothed, sitting back on his bed, like he had sat down and falling backwards, and his hand was on his heart. That was the day after it happened. The news just said the family reported that he bumped his head in the bathroom and likely passed away in his sleep. Hilarious. That's a good point. Uh, there there are reasons why you can fall down. <laughs> uh, now, I understand the Biden regime will be distributing crack pipes to communities of color. I wonder if Hunter Biden will be providing instruction <laughs> regarding the best ways to smoke crack or meth. Oh, it didn't start with gas chambers. It started with one party controlling the media, one party controlling the message, one party deciding what is truth, one party censoring speech and silencing opposition, one party dividing citizens into us and them and calling them supporters to harass them. It started when good people turned a blind eye and let it happen. Exactly. Bingo. Bingo. Kudos. Boom, 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 boom. Masks increase infections. Yes, they do. Infections are increasing, thus forcing longer masking makes sense. Stupid is a stupid tolerates. Ditch the witch. ImpeachMLG.com. That's it. I think it's time to go ahead and call that up again. Should we do it? I mean, you guys didn't want to impeach her last time. Dr. Disgrace, if masks work, why didn't they work? <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Very good. <laughs> Question for you and for doubt. Other blue states are dropping mask mandates probably because internal polling indicates that Dems will get killed if they don't. Does that mean MLG believes that she is so sure for re-election that she doesn't have to? Yes, I would uh, say that's... That is a sophisticated good. point, and it might might be well on point. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I think it's uh, 100%. That's the point I'm basically making. Ben Ray will be ordered by Schumer to resign before the election because the governor picks a replacement. They surely don't want a new Republican governor uh, to choose a Republican for senator. Schumer surely wants it done and done now, possibly. Let him keep the mask mandate. Maybe people will have teed off enough to vote her out. Nope, that's failing. <laughs> Fail. That No, that is wrong. We will not do that here. Nevada lifted the mask mandates for everyone immediately. I saw that. Uh, let's see. Hi, it's Peggy Mueller-Aragon for lieutenant governor here under the break. Oh, a Democrat running for Republican for lieutenant governor. Her husband uh, represented Darian Bashir, and the Democrats got the best. It's from a 618 area code. Yeah, I really want my lieutenant governor texting me from a outside uh, the 505 area code. Wearing a mask is like wearing underwear in a rainstorm, hoping you won't get wet. That's very funny. <laughs> All right, uh, good stuff. Uh, full hour there uh, for you guys to kick things off and all about masking, and it's not going anywhere, just like we told you it wouldn't right from the very beginning. So full hour up number two, we'll talk about Albuquerque crime. We'll get to some of the woke politics going on throughout the state, throughout the nation. And then uh, hour three, you and me and uh, the Dowd Muska, the Dow 3000 in uh, for that uh, as well. Thanks everybody for tuning in. Don't be disappointed. We told you to expect this right from the very beginning and none of you guys should be upset about it. Um, this is what you wanted. This is what you voted for. This is what you've continued 91 years of complete and total insanity. This is The Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA Albuquerque.
USA Radio News with Tim Berg. Car prices are the big reason for the inflation spike gripping the United States. So says Commerce Secretary Gina Raimondo. A third of the inflation in January was caused by the increase in used car prices, which are up 40% since last January. Raimondo explaining the ongoing semiconductor chip shortage is a big reason why. She says the Biden administration is focused on Congress passing a bill to address the chip shortage. Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer is demanding Canadian authorities take the necessary steps to reopen the border crossing with Detroit. A protest by truckers called the Freedom Convoy shut down traffic at the Ambassador Bridge four days ago. Democrat Whitmer saying the blockage is having a significant impact on Michigan's working families. You're listening to USA Radio News. If you have diabetes and you're on Medicare, you may qualify for a free continuous glucose monitor system. Managing your diabetes is crucial to your health. The new CGM systems can automatically manage your diabetes better for you. And by using a CGM system, you can eliminate forever one thing most people with diabetes hate the most, finger sticks. Now it's possible to manage your diabetes better End the painful finger sticks and get a new CGM monitoring system at little or no cost to you. We even provide in-home delivery and do all the insurance paperwork for you. Now is the best time to manage your diabetes better and get your continuous glucose monitor. Call now for details. 800-396-0150. 800-396-0150. 800-396-0150. That's 800-396-0150. President Biden wants to see lower prescription drug prices. Lowering the cost of prescription drugs is important, and giving families like yours just a little bit more breathing room makes a gigantic difference. Speaking in central Virginia, Biden arguing Americans pay the highest prices for prescription drugs in the developed world. It's simply wrong, especially since it doesn't cost the drug companies nearly, 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 nearly as much to make the drug. Major League Baseball Commissioner Rob Manfred is optimistic baseball's regular season will start on time. Manfred also addressing the ongoing labor dispute between the league and the Players Association. Manfred saying in his position, you have to be optimistic by nature and have to keep your mind open to get a deal done. The commissioner adding there's currently no change to the start time of spring training as games are set to begin later this month. You're listening to USA Radio News. Hi, I'm Wayne Alaroot. If you like my radio show, you're going to love my podcast, War Raw. Each podcast, I present my top 10 most outrageous, salacious, and controversial stories of the week. I break down the best of the best raw truth stories for conservatives, libertarians, patriots, taxpayers, Trumpers, and deplorables. Anyone who appreciates God, guns, gold, and tax cuts will stand up and cheer for War Raw. Check out this week's War Raw podcast right now. It's available to download on iTunes, Spotify, iHeart, or wherever you listen to podcasts. War Raw. War Raw. Senate Majority Leader from New York Chuck Schumer says progress is being made on a resolution to fund the government. After bipartisan negotiators came to an agreement on a framework for a year-long package. There's a lot of work left to do before we pass a government spending bill. But yesterday's announcement shows appropriators are now on a very good path. We are driving forward towards an omnibus, and I am very, very hopeful and optimistic that we will get there. 
He says the Senate will pass a temporary funding bill this week to give appropriators enough time to finalize their package. Diplomats from the UK and Russia are holding a briefing Thursday to discuss Russia's military presence around Ukraine after the Russian foreign minister categorized evacuations of Western diplomats from Ukraine as unnecessary, Britain's Foreign Secretary Liz Truss called on Russia to withdraw its troops away from Ukraine. And I can't see any other reason for having 100,000 troops stationed on the Ukrainian border apart from to threaten Ukraine. And if Russia is serious about diplomacy, they need to move those troops and desist from the threats. Russia is demanding NATO pledge to not add Ukraine as a member, to stop sending weapons there, and to draw back its forces from Eastern Europe. For USA Radio News, I'm Steve Bird. Albuquerque's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk. I am Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIBA, BQ.FM, rockoftalk.com. Hour two coming at you from the ABQ for now. Oh, that is. Uh, you know, Musk, a full hour there just helping people out with masking. We'll get to all our commercials and you know, sponsors, et cetera. But, you know, it's important to kind of get out all this public information and, you know, field some of your calls. And, of course, we know where you're at with things. And, you know, level with you and just realize, like, this is, uh, you know, I'm not a... I'm, I'm not going to feel like I'm defeated because we told you this stuff from the beginning. And I think it's important for people to to realize like you've, you remember all this. These are all the things that we prepared you for, showed you for, uh, showed you the way your elected leaders haven't. I mean, let's be frank. <laughs> I'll be frank and you be down. You know, um, you know, I think at this point, you know, your leaders, your Republican leadership has led you astray. Uh, it's funny how I was getting made fun of the entire times, like being the unvaxxed candidate and we're going to remove mask mandates and all these things. Like, oh, this guy's crazy. Like, yeah, let's see how you guys feel about everything right now. So be in a much better position. You'd be much happier. And uh, I wouldn't have to leave the city of Albuquerque, but I am. So I'm happy about that. Looking forward to uh, getting the hell out of uh, the ABQ, uh, the Dodge, and uh, more details on that uh, forthcoming as uh, we continue. Yes, I will never run for mayor for the city of Albuquerque again. You lose. Good day, sir. You are out of here. So, Is looking. there a residency requirement? I mean, this being New Mexico, Eddie, I'm tempted to think you could run for anything anywhere. I wouldn't want to improve Albuquerque um, from the city of Albuquerque's mayor's position. I think the only thing I'd be trying to do is just try to stop, stop the bleeding mm-hmm. by, by not becoming a problem. Like Mayor Tim Keller, clearly a problem. You know, Michelle Lujan Grisham, clearly a problem. Elected leadership in the opposition, clearly a problem, especially when they vote for i mean the, the biggest disappointment is these votes on the educational stuff you know and i think uh approving the budget and you know reaching across the aisle and all the other crap i mean it's just there's just no fight there so you know i'll go to uh, greener pastures and we'll still do our broadcast and we'll still talk about these things and you know well, we'll, Eddie, wa- I, we'll watch I, and learn and i'm sure these uh not to if you don't mind let me just wrap wrap this up by saying you know i, I can tell you there's already Plenty of people who reach out to me all the time. I'm like, uh, why did you do this? How come you're not involved in that? It's like, well, I wasn't appreciated, wasn't wanted, wasn't liked. Um, you know, the actual Republican Party itself was working against me, with the exception of Steve Pierce and the State Party, who was doing a pretty good job of, of backing us in a mayoral campaign. And, you know, you get what you get. So, you know, I'm, I'm under no false pretenses about how they feel about me. So, you know, you go, you don't stay where you aren't wanted. It's pretty simple. And, you know, I, I, 
know that our audience loves us. I know that the people who have stayed loyal and we've never had this number of listeners and people who have been paying attention. So, you know, we'll stay there. We'll continue to do what we continue to do and provide information and insight without allegiance to anybody. <laughs> you know, I mean, not even really the only allegiance that doubt have, uh, we have to each other is uh, certainly isn't in thought and certainly isn't in hope. Uh, it is, uh, we show up at four, we share ideas and maybe we agree, maybe we disagree. Uh, we both come from different perspectives and, you know, I, uh, fiercely maintain, uh, the autonomy of, uh, Dowd's, uh, independence, uh, from me. I don't know if I've seen Dowd this year. I don't actually, have not physically seen him this year. I think the last time that I did see him was last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, there you New, go. New Year's Eve, maybe, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I think that was probably the last time that I saw you and, and, but, you know, I, I, I see Dowd and talk to Dowd more than. Just about anybody out there. All right, uh, 550, 500 Dowd, you were going to make a point? Well, you know, just your your experience with with Albuquerque, I think it, it mirrors a lot of uh, people's experiences sure. with mid mid to large size cities in this country in the last half century or so. I mean, they have yeah. collapsed into a black hole of single party rule, corruption, cronyism. Uh, I think wokeism and progressivism is the latest assault on urban living yeah. um I, I i respect your your love for your city eddie and you've always expressed it and and, and it was never a gimmick eddie 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 was completely straight about running for mayor you know i'm a country boy and it's not i don't feel the allegiance to albuquerque that you do i'm not against albuquerque i wish we could turn things around in albuquerque but what you've watched and i think it goes what we what we see here in albuquerque what we've seen in other places it goes back to this a book that was written by a guy named joel garrow from the washington post i think back in the 80s this phenomenon of the edge city where people who still want to live in a ur- urbanized environment mm-hmm. they build these communities like los lunas like rio rancho they're you know they're nearby the large traditional older municipality but they don't they're, they're more pro-growth. Uh, they're more pro-family. The crime rate's much lower. Yeah. Uh, you don't have the, the horrendous socioeconomic drive-by shootings, homeless, all that kind of stuff. So we do see places like Los Lunas and, and Rio Rancho in New Mexico that are far saner and far safer if you were you know, going to start a family or, or wanted to live somewhere, if you wanted to retire somewhere. So as Albuquerque rots, I think we're seeing the, that's just indicative of what's going on. It's a nationwide phenomenon. But fortunately, in a lot of communities – you're seeing the, the development of these secondary cities. They may not be as big as the original old style cities that have been around for centuries, but if you have the land to expand, if you have a city council that's more or less rational and sane, if you've got an entrepreneurial spirit, you can build decent communities near that decaying, rotten, awful, big major city, but you just aren't suffering from living within the jurisdiction of that city. So, uh, yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm very concerned about New Mexico, but I do think you look at places like Los Lunas and Rio Rancho, and you do see at least a little hope. Yeah, I think you see a lot, uh, to be honest, and those two communities in particular. And uh, people would be smart and uh, to consider either one of those two or any others outside the community. You know, Edgewood uh, would be another place where people might consider. You certainly wouldn't want to go to um, you know Grants or Gallup. I mean, both of those are just plagued, full of alcoholism, crime. You know, drug addiction. You know that uh, Los Lunas doesn't have that high level. Certainly, Rio Rancho does not uh, either. Um, you know, a Santa Fe would not be a place where you'd want to go uh, in any way, shape, or form. That's uh, just bad. Well, if you, if, you ha- if you like alternative lifestyles, Santa Fe. No, might be- <laughs> no, I did, no, I'm, I'm just being serious. Placidas would be a good oh, place, yeah. but 
you don't want to be in the city. And I would even say like at this point, like if you drive through the near Northeast Heights and even the far Northeast Heights at this point, I mean, those are junked out, you know, liberal havens now too. Yeah. I mean, for the most part, you see the the people who are there and you're like, yeah, do you like these people that you'd consider, you know, you're going to go borrow some milk or, you know, hang out at the park with like, no, these aren't the people that are unfortunately there. So, you know, and our radio station covers a lot of the area. So, you know, when we reach out and people feel the way that we're feeling, you might think that I'm doing something negative towards, you know, our advertisers and the people who support the radio station here in the Kiva. Um, but we aren't because we're an affinity group, an affinity that's built around everything uh, that is wrong with this state has to do with the people who are running this state. It has, has to do with the entrenched uh, political class, uh, both uh, Democrats and Republicans and uh, people who you know thrive on that uh, corruption. And there's a large group of people, a class group of people who sort of fancy themselves big fish in small ponds and yep. they like yep. to take it over and they like uh, the few smattering uh, little bits of wealth that they have here and there and they, they flaunt them and they don't vacation here. They don't much love Albuquerque, but they know how to extract and continue to own and, and they don't give back, um, yep, yep. you know, forever, for whatever boards they sit on and philanthropic uh, endeavors that they pursue, uh, they're really unnecessary. Uh, philanth- uh, philanthropy is unnecessary in a state that's wholly and completely dependent upon state government handouts. Yep, uh, where yep, does yep. philanthropy even, you know, kind of, you know, oh, big deal, big whoop. You sit on a board for this or you sit on a, you know, you're, you're one of the heads of that and nobody really cares. You know, you want, you want some real power, you know, get elected to a position of, of power on a statewide or a citywide basis. And that's really the only effect that you can have uh, on the city of Albuquerque. I mean, you know, when it came time for us, you know, defeating measures that would increase uh, the burden on communities that wouldn't directly benefit, namely the soccer stadium, that's uh, directly the type of thing that I'm talking about. You're talking about a group, a small class of people who would benefit to a, a finite uh, group of individuals who, you know, peruse and go and visit and uh, to the tune of no games in 2020 and whatever they had last year, if you could even consider that attendance, given the sporadic spacing, vaxing, other woke endeavors that they were pursuing. And, you know, to be quite honest, uh, or with the masking going on, are you going to see Peter Travesiani's New Mexico United team go out and take the pitch on March 13th, uh, celebrating the, the launch date for three years into uh, uh, into this COVID-19 pandemic, like anybody in their right mind wouldn't try to start a business uh, at this point based upon the, you know, whimsical uh, ditherings of Scrace, Grisham, uh, you know, the attorney general, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, this is a place where you have to have some level of political power to make some type of impact. And that's not me being cynical. That's the reality of it. And we have the old boys network. You got to be connected. It's who, you know, uh, definitely not what, you know, look at the stupid people that we have running things. Um, the, um, the malintents and the maleducated, uh, are, are generally getting to the top because they're meaner. They're willing to do the things that other people just aren't, uh, which means lie, lie, cheat, steal, and undermine anybody that they possibly can. The reason why we are so distrusting of each other is because of the type of leaders uh, that we would that we oftentimes elect uh, we would do much better to elect nice people uh, people who are generous gregarious uh funny humorous uh you know real as opposed to the people who plot and pursue and and uh, literally like 
schedule out the rest of uh, how they're going to go ahead and take over the very small world of New Mexico. It's the biggest ma- state with the smallest minded people. And that's what you need to understand. But no argument you know, there, our man. affinity group that we have that when we have built has continued to be loyal towards one another, has been loyal to our advertisers, has been loyal to, you know, and, and that's a good thing. So, you know, when we talk, it's almost amongst family. Uh, I really feel like the people who support our radio station, the people that we support out there with our thoughts and feel so incredibly empowered and, 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 and confident in what we're saying, you know, they understand this community as well as we do. And they don't realize, and they don't, they don't take it upon themselves to say, this is my place to pick up and move. They just continue to try and do better. And then we speak truth to power. Um, and unfortunately, um, the people who are in power understand just how small we are uh, and just how disconnected we are from one another. And I wish that the Republican Party would do better to pick people that would be more successful um, on a on a statewide, on a citywide level, but they don't do that. And I do think that Jay McCluskey is a good um, political consultant. Uh, he did well, but he didn't do well on his own this last time around. He has had a long ass losing streak for a very long time, and he needed a little bit of help. You know, I have yet to get a phone call from him, and and I'm not about to pick up the phone and call him. But should his candidate uh, Mark Ronchetti go, we're going to do whatever we can to make sure that Mark as I've told Mark, uh, gets across the finish line and beats Michelle Lujan Grisham. Do I think that that's possible? No. Uh, Snow has a better chance of surviving in hell at this point than what you see going against Michelle Lujan Grisham, unless you've got to rabbit up your sleeve. It's just not, it's just not possible, uh, and especially with as divided as things are. So hopefully us Republicans can get together, work together, and decide to go ahead and uh, take the back of the state. But you're not going to get that with the leadership at the BCU GOP level. Uh, certainly not at the state level, with the exception of uh, Steve Pierce. Uh, I continue to say and nice things about Steve Pierce because uh, Steve Pierce has continued to do the work that, and from hell or high water, that man has, uh, you know, and I haven't much liked him in a lot of ways, as, as you know, I've been highly critical of him. But, uh, you know, I understand him because he does make uh, difficult decisions uh, for the betterment of everybody, even in spite of himself. And by that, I mean, things that he wouldn't want to choose for himself because he's thinking about the entire party. So we need a little bit more of that uh, spirit as well. And, and hopefully with all these losses that come in, one of the things that it will uh, absolutely, uh, you know, hopefully submerge is the separation of the camps within the Republican Party so that we could eventually unite. Do I think that happens in 22? No. Do I think that happens with a, you know, a candidate who's part of either camp? No. Um, you know, I think Greg Zanetti is, he's one of those guys who could be a dark horse and who could really come out of uh, nowhere and, and give Michelle Lujan Grisham a run for her money, the likes of which she has yet to sort of feel in her political career. It's been a cakewalk from her, uh, from the time in 2008, then she ran for CD one placed third and nobody knew who the hell she was to 2012, her dominating, becoming head of the Hispanic caucus. That woman got a little bit of power. She's gone a long way. She is easily the most calculating and most intelligent political animal in this state. And you have yet to field a candidate who could have taken her on. Could I have done it? Absolutely. Would I have ripped her a new one? Top to bottom. Would it have happened with the support of the Republican Party? Hell no. Okay. you got to have people who are in, there's a lot of similarities in terms of how she approaches things and how I would have approached things from the other side. And that's a good thing. That is a good thing because she understands that she assumes as a leadership position that that's what leadership looks like. She doesn't apologize for what she has done. She takes it on the chin and she fights back every single time. Where on the right side can we find a candidate such as that? When you did see one, you rejected it wholly. You rejected it wholly. 
Okay. And this is what Michelle Lujan Grisham understands what it takes to win. The Republicans do not understand that. They do not understand. And this is exactly why the first article of the week that Dowd uh, declared ding dong. What is it? The party's over. Turn out the lights, Dandy Don Meredith. So, you know, that's kind of where I'll, I guess I'll kind of leave it. You know, we can wax philosophical on some other things, but, uh, you know, I, I don't believe that my participation is needed in what seems to be um, at this point, unless things change within the next three weeks. And they could. And they could. Hopefully, my comments will be heeded by um, people who have more power than I do within the party and decide to do the right things. I mean, you've got really a ragtag bunch of gypsy type uh, uh, people who are running this. And at any one point, they think that they're going to come in and save the party. And it's like, boy, there's a whole lot of stupid going around here. And I thought the, the stupid people were running the state. And it's like, no, the stupid people are running the party. Um, and that's really the, the the problem. And every single time that you guys try to get in Steve Pierce's way for whatever reason you think you're doing, he's the only guy who actually has a history, has seen things and has saw things through for the most part. So, you know, that's your chair. I'd work with him best as I can <laughs> you know, to try and make sure things that, uh, you know, you get away. The, the first connection to DC is through Steve Pierce. Uh, I would probably try to work with him, you know, like him or hate him, whatever it is, I would try to cooperate with him. And we don't see enough of that, I think, happening. Eddie, I, I think uh, just going back to something you said earlier, sure. um, uh, the, the people who like to serve on boards and philanthropies and sure. and uh, and feel good about themselves and and the inability of any entity in this state to take on those people and really point out their hypocrisy because they it really, it really is all about virtue signaling and and preening uh, on their moralism. I it just popped back into my head when I moved to New Mexico in early 2015. My goodness, I can't believe that was seven years ago. I yeah. rented I rented my first place in Corrales from a woman uh, who owned a graphics uh, design uh, outfit, you know, sure. firm. Uh, and her husband, I guess, was involved somehow in something or other. So she gets the she gets the contract to do the Albuquerque Rapid Transit graphics. He serves on. I don't want to get into too much detail, but now yeah, they're horrible people. So what the hell? He served on some sort of downtown revitalization sure. committee for Albuquerque. So they feel great about themselves yeah. living out in Corrales in a very wealthy, safe, pr private road, by the way, pr a private road. They had to pay uh, for the upkeep on it. So you can't get more libertarian than a private road. But I, I doubt they were libertarians. So she gets the contract for graphic design for the Albuquerque Rapid Transit, which, of course, is the big new transit, the new urbanism that's going to revive Albuquerque. He serves on the board of the Downtown Revitalization Committee, and they live not only not in the city, they don't even live in the county. They live in Corrales, Sandoval County, not Albuquerque, downtown Albuquerque in Bernalillo County. And we have people like that who preen themselves on the betterment of the city, the state. And really, when it comes right down to it, it's really just about making themselves feel good. And they're pushing policies and spending public dollars that really aren't contributing to, to the betterment of the state. Um, one thing that I would love to see from some sort of opposition entity, I guess it potentially could be the Republican Party, is someone who's willing to stand up to those silver hair ponytails who like to serve on the boards and the commissions and the philanthropies and tell themselves how wonderful they are and tell themselves how great things are around the corner from New Mexico when we all know that there's certainly nothing great behind us and there doesn't seem to be anything great in the immediate future. People who point out the hypocrisy of that and, and really name names, but instead it just seems to be go along and get along, don't rock the boat, Take what you can get out of the system. 
And uh, I'm a fighter. Eddie, you're a fighter. That's probably the core reason you and I can can have any kind of relationship. You know, we believed in standing up and speaking truth to power, no matter who it offends. And uh, you and I might be the last two ones left in left in the state willing to do that. I love this. Um, <clears throat> let me. Uh, I like the way that these guys have tagged themselves. Uh, this is great. They really had visions of uh, grandeur uh, in developing their team site. Uh, she refers her to herself as the big cheese. She's the chief listener. Ah, yes, yes. The chief yes. listener, creative director, and knows how to turn clients' stories into communications gold. But yes, listen to the creativity. Yes, yes. Do you think they spent half the amount of time on working on a conceptual design? Do you think it was borrowed and tagged, uh, probably from some other thing that may have worked some other Reper- place? Repurposed, as they say. Uh, repurposed, yeah. There yes. we go. That's a big word for... for she is starting to get pretty good at this over 30 years of practice. Oh, yeah. letting you know. They always have that little humble angling. Oh, of uh, this. She's won a stack of design awards, keeps them all in a file drawer in the back closet. She doesn't look at them, right? Good. Oh, you know, she's looking at those things <laughs> daily. Uh, she has an Aussie Golden Cross, and she climbs rocks and walls. There it goes. And then you got uh, the bumbling genius. Uh, oh, how about you be the big cheese, and I'll be the bumbling genius. Does anybody ever refer to themselves as a genius? Does genius refer to itself as genius? Yeah, rarely. Very rarely. Never. The, an- the answer is never. Visionary thinking makes him the ultimate asset for bra- the ultimate. There is no other asset that you could possibly have. Uh, his visionary thinking brings that to for brand development and strategy. Uh, that's why he has been asked to serve on nearly every board in Albuquerque. Oh! There we go. Yeah. Except he doesn't live in Albuquerque. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. lives in Corrales with a lot of white people in million-dollar homes. And get to the heart of a client's business DNA. I love that, right? I feel like he's about to walk out and give a, de- a TED Talk, right? DNA faster than you can say branding. He already knows the DNA he can. He walks into a room. He sniffs it. He's like a dog. Oh, uh, by the way, they both take pictures of dogs. Worked in the. Um, I bet you these people probably have a lot to do with the uh, people up north, uh, who. Uh, <clears throat> that would be interesting. Yeah. You know the the thing that's in the backyard. Oh, uh, incidentally, the dog, the, the dog in the picture. Ah, uh, I, I, I I rented the casita for twelve months. Uh, yeah. They were gone pretty much twenty three hours a day, seven days a week. I took care of the dog. Take, that was the taking lonely. pictures, taking pictures of them. Traversing around the world yep, yep, so they yep, can the build parties. their portfolio and an image of yep. just how accomplished they were. I, I have never in my life, I, I cannot, I will never get the image of my in my head of that poor dog waiting for them in the backyard to come home pitch black at the night. Dog, the, the dog stopped waiting for them as soon as they saw that there was a doubt in the backyard. Oh, I, well, we, that dog quickly learned to come over to, to my part of the property. But, uh, I, you know, uh, but but again, this is, they, they're exemplars of, of these are the what are perceived as creative visionary leaders in our state and, and they're not perceived they sold themselves well and someone bought their bs because yep, yep. they either lived adjacent next to went to school with had some sort of over on somebody else on the contract um let's let's just go back to the uh what is it uh who, what's the group that got the marketing for the state of new mexico's um Please put on your mask. Get fast. Oh, real-time solutions. Real-time yeah. solutions. There you go. Yeah. So you got real-time solutions. They get $50 million and they like, they're basically, all, they're like a clearinghouse because they 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 go and find other people to actually get the marketing done. Mm-hmm. So they become this thing because they went to enough of these soiree parties 
uh, to go ahead and get connected to the people who are handing out these contracts. So let's, let's continue with the bumbling genius. He's worked in the construction industry in a previous life. Yes, a, a, a very distant life. I've built things, which comes in particularly handy. Uh, nothing was more successful, Dowd, than the Albuquerque Rapid Transit construction uh, timeline and achievement. Yep. I don't know that. I think that came in. The bumbling genius uh, came in particularly handy uh, during yes. that time. Yes, yes. Uh, by the way, in, in the midst of all his other endeavors, and by the way, this is how I know he's a liar and they are lying to you. If anybody were to tell me, and I, I know people who read books a week, Dowd reads books a week. Maybe he's, he's lucky if he gets one. He's good, good if he gets two, right? Right. He uh, Dowd, the bumbling genius reads three books a week. Three books a week. But he also, at the very same time, just to kind of keep it, you know, so you don't think he's too smart, the bumbling genius. He also loses his glasses three times a day. Oh, that's so droll. Oh, oh. oh wait, wait, wait. We got, uh, we got to have the help. It's always got to be uh, minorities. The minority yes, help. Yes. The guys who actually do the work. Yep. Oh, we're, we're off on Thursday. We'll come back next Tuesday. and We're going to show up after we take uh, Yeah, we're going to Napa. Uh, we're going to meet with some Can you watch over the dog? Can you watch over the dogs? And yeah, we got a contract meeting. Uh, we might have to do that one via Zoom. I'm, I'm sure our very clever friends will like to see us on Zoom from Napa on Monday morning. We'd say, oh, we're just, we're making connections. And they have heard all about the Albuquerque Rapid Transit here in Palo Alto with our friends that uh, we have uh, summered with uh, a time or two out in Palo Alto. Yeah, right. Some sort of weird kind of angle. And you're like, what's going on over there, you know? <clears throat> we'll be back in time Thursday for our swinging part. <clears throat> Did I say that? I'm uh, sorry. Sorry. <clears throat> Sean, uh, here we go. The multipotential. Uh, wow. If I have a title that you can't pronounce out. That's a problem. Yeah. yeah. What do you think? Multipotentialite. Oh, the potential. Is that an insult? I almost feel like the help it, is being It insulted. sounds a little condescending, doesn't it? Yeah, it really does. Is, is that a, a, a good at nothing, but has the potential to be good at anything? Right, 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 right. So it's like you're never fully realizing it. You think he went on? You think he went along with this little charade? Oh, he's the guy that's going to learn anything quick, quick. Yeah, that must mean the guy that gets paid the least and actually probably does the most work. That's the way it works on most plantations, right? Mm -hmm. uh, he is uh, the art director, designer, has uh, been with the uh, company since 01. He provides hardcore. Oh, that's so great hardcore tech knowledge combined with sensible design aesthetics. Ooh, that's a $10,000 word. That just makes me want to sign up for a larger contract. As soon as someone throws out that word aesthetics, I remember, I, I, it, trust me, folks, when it comes to sales, I've got top to bottom. I've gone through the Xerox class. I've been through the best sales training. I was a top salesperson. Anybody wants to throw a word that most people, especially people with money, are going to be failed to kind of follow through with. It's, you know, it's BS when someone starts throwing aesthetics around. It's like, what does aesthetics mean to you? Like translate that into anything. Closes all HTML tags, including, uh, oh, wow, the inside joke on the techie stuff. Just so you know, he's techie mm -hmm, enough. Mm -hmm. Still names all files with lowercase and underscores. Oh, Ooh, clever, clever, clever. Microsoft, man. Yeah. And once Dowd swam with the sharks. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. This is the uh, hoity-toity world of big contracts uh, with the uh, Albuquerque. Uh, how's the rapid transit doing these days, Dowd? Kind of wondering. Um, I think it's probably doing about how it's always doing. Um, yeah. Empty, empty most of the time. <laughs> yeah. The cruncher. Uh, you mean this marketing didn't lure people in? This didn't uh, 
the homeless people, it, they would have probably just been better off handing out, uh, you know, free vials uh, for all Albuquerque Rapid Transit riders, right? Mm-hmm. Aren't they doing that anyway? Weren't they going to do that? <clears throat> the cruncher. He knows the numbers or the secret code to the universe. Oh, always got to bring astronomy into it. Uh, yeah, the uh, Einstein. His OCD and background in accounting help bring order into the chaotic world of front office time. Are there only four people? Dreams and debits and credits. Wow. Wow. Cohabitates with Yorkies. Uh, on, that's TMI, right? On a on a on a resume. Spends the rest of time California dreaming. Why wouldn't someone who's feeling inspired about his local area be inspired by, by New Mexico dreaming? Right? No scenery in New Mexico, right? Yeah, really? I would probably say the Californias are dreaming of, of, of New Mexico. So there, there's the chief listener, the, um, the big cheese chief listener, the bumbling genius, the multipotentialite, and the cruncher. All right there, bringing you visions of grandeur in the city of Albuquerque. And they don't even occupy Albuquerque. There you go. In uh, all that, uh, bacon uh, one of the nastiest food. women uh, I've ever met, Eddie. By the way, uh, really? big, big, big lefty progressive. Uh, hmm. Very, very nasty. I once left the cover off the exterior faucet uh, in the middle of winter, and I got a an email. Uh, I'm trying to think of the exact <laughs> the, the exact Wait, language. Let me go back into my office on my uh, four thousand dollar MacBook Pro and write <laughs> yes, to the man yes. who lives in the shack in the back, who tends to my dog <laughs> yes, uh, yes, and takes care of him eighty five percent of the time that we aren't there. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me go send him a nasty email. Yep. Yeah. Apparently, uh, the if I hadn't if I hadn't, if I stopped putting the cover back on in the winter, the pipes would mm-hmm. ice up. Please, yes. we, we'd have to tear apart the stucco and rebuild everything, and, and it would cost me seven thousand dollars. Now, I almost I think I may have even drafted an email back on that basically said you still have I- the drafts. Are you the guy that keeps that years on and just waits to fire it? You know, I have a laptop back in front of <laughs> might have that draft on it, yes. The best emails are the emails you never send. Did you yes. know that? The best emails I've ever written are ones I never hit send on. Well, and, and I, I I sketch things and I just, well, here's how if I, if I, if I were an actual human being, here's how I would have written that message. <laughs> hey, Dave, fantastic that, you know, you pay on time a couple days early. You're great with the dog. We, we love having you here, but we noticed that you'd left the cover off the faucet. Could you just make sure you keep that on, especially this time of year, because we just don't want to have any problems. Yeah, Thanks normal. so much. We That's love easy. having you here. Love Not the you. lecture in yes. in intricate detail uh, of how much the contractors will be billing me for. I mean, but that's this that's what this person is. Well, generally speaking, people who are intelligent need to prove their intelligence to other people on a daily basis, especially the very intelligent ones. They're the ones that take an inordinate amount of time to explain and belittle you at a very, uh, you know, very myopic level to make sure that you understand exactly your place down. Mm, yeah, I was put in my place, that's for sure. <laughs> there you go. Oh, wow. Branding, design, interiors, team, scoop, connect. I uh, wonder, I'll go back and look in the annals of this and I'll the, make the determination as to when the last time that particular web page was updated. <sighs> ah. Those are not current photos. Yeah, well, a little the- bit of a tech in my background. It's kind of the great, uh, kind of useful information. Yeah, you could you could see this, but to, you know, to me, the bottom line is, and I, I watched this in Connecticut. I've seen it in Nevada. Um, rich liberals telling other people how to live yep. and being hypocritical about so urban living and revitalizing downtown and live and smart growth living is fine there you for go, everybody growth. else. For you, you have a nice big plot of land out, in, out on a private road in Corrales, out in nature. I don't know. Seems a little hypocritical to me. Maybe they were part of the group in Corrales that uh, created 
um, the impetuous push, of course, for one house per acre in Corrales. Mm, I would imagine point. that they would. That's smart growth. We yep, just want to, yep. We want to grow smartly. Instead of getting 30,000, we only want 11,000. 600 some odd residents here and the way to do it is to make sure you keep out keep out the riffraff you know <laughs> Although they they the do help, a very good job help is allowed Eddie. to come in from eight to five but yep oh yeah we, yep. we can only have our swinging parties uh after five and uh, with each other in a controlled uh, genealogical pool of people who have been tested masked and uh sterilized and well, the groundskeeper uh who works a lot for in my neighborhood uh, mm. i don't actually live there but that's where my dogs live he's a um, black man he's the black guy he yeah, has a bicycle the, so the they really guy. they yeah, love the fact he, that he doesn't get him consume. a shirt that says the black man of corrales I'm, I'm the black man of corrales uh yeah. they love the fact that he uses a bicycle i think because of the drinking he, he probably doesn't have a car so he has a very small carbon footprint they're very happy that they have a black man who can do their their yard yes. work and this is amazing because i have been for years and years and years in Corrales, one way or the other, either living there or taking care of dogs there, the first time in years, they started building a new house around the corner in Corrales a couple months ago. I can't believe it. It's the only new house I've ever seen in years and years and years. Somehow these people were able to get their one and a half acre lot. And it's, it, I actually have to deal with it all the time because the new dog is running under the fence and going over and eating the scraps from where the workers are. But, but there is a new house, one new house being built in Corrales as I speak right now, ladies and gentlemen, I know you can't believe it. One new house is under construction in Corrales. Yeah. Uh, by an award-winning, uh, award-winning home builder. Uh, uh, from what I understand, the guy's a contractor himself uh, and it is a very large house. Yes. Yeah, there it is. Uh, too, too large. The yes. people who build too large, they're, they're not right. Um, by the way, uh, this song goes out to all the people at Corrales. Uh, at some point um, you, uh, remember, this is the woman, the the woman who was beaten by a uh, fellow Corralesian, Corralestanian, Corleño, uh, Corleño, <laughs> James That's what Taylor. Tells there me. it is. <laughs> You're so vain. You probably think this segment is about you. <laughs> You're so vain. There it is. Watch. There it is. Just like it is in Santa Fe. Back and forth. Thanks for listening. Like you were walking onto a yacht. You had strategically dipped for the one The scarfing was at break high. You had one eye in the mirrors. You watched yourself go by. And all the girls dreamed that they'd be your partner. They'd be your partner. You're everybody's partner. Your soul, babe. I bet you think the song. 
People from all over come to Albuquerque to visit Old Town's historic candy lady. Whether in the mood for a special treat or looking for that perfect gift, our patrons will find assortments from chocolates, glazed fruit, fudge cakes, hard candies, local New Mexico flavors, and even unexpected treats. Check out the candy lady at candylady.com. Hi, I'm Kevin with Futons and Frames. We've been doing business in Albuquerque for over 30 years. We have the largest selection of futon frames in the state. Our futons are made right here in the USA. So if quality, service, and knowledge of product matter to you, then come on down to 4311 Manal or call us at 881-6863. No matter where your journey starts, it will end at Ann Matthews Bridal, where you will get to say yes to the dress. The Ann Matthews selection from nine top designers, including the Disney collection to 18 different lines, brings the shopping experience of New York and Dallas right here to Albuquerque. Call 890-3736 for your own personal shopping experience. Ann Matthews Bridal, 890-3736. Located across the street from Coronado Center at 6121 Manal Boulevard. In our increasingly busy world, it is always nice to take a little time to sit down and relax. At Monty's Cigar Shop, we offer everything to help you do just that. There's nothing better than spending time smoking a great premium cigar with family and friends. Monty specializes in artisanal, hand-rolled cigars that make up just 2% of the worldwide cigar market. With over 2,000 different kinds of the absolute best cigars for you to choose from, you are guaranteed to find the perfect fit. Whether you've been smoking cigars for years or you're just starting now, we'll find the right cigar for you. Stop by and see us at 3636 San Mateo in Albuquerque or give us a call at 505-881-7999. That's 505-881-7999. Hey, it's Eddie Aragon. The staff at ABQ Guns stands for your Second Amendment rights, but they believe other freedoms are under attack by the governor's orders. Small businesses are bearing the weight of those health orders, and ABQ Guns believes she owns our state's economic collapse. ABQ Guns urges you to shop local for firearms, ammo, and accessories. Stop by the shop in Riverside Plaza, on Coors, north of Montano, or visit shop.abqguns.com. ABQ Guns, defenders of your freedom. Hi, I'm Walt Arnold with Sperry Van Ness Commercial Real Estate. When considering your options and locating the right space for your business, call the experts at Sperry Van Ness, 256-1255. That's 256-1255. Or visit us on the web at waltarnold.com. Straight Line Painting, a family-owned business providing their services for over 10 years. Now, whether you need a home or business painted, garage epoxy floor, or even a complete restucco, Straight Line Painting are the experts. Owners Efren and Josh are always available and oversee every project from estimate to final walkthrough. Call 505-659-0973 for a free estimate and visit StraightLinePaintingABQ.com to see their great reviews. Are you in set it and forget it mode with your investments? How's that working for you? Let's have a look. I'm Tom Crow of Crow Financial Advisors, and I'll give you a few ideas. Visit crowaboutmoney.com or call me at 243-2281. It's not what you make, it's what you keep. What's your plan for the financial future you want? Call Tom Crow at Crow Financial Advisors to change your approach to money. Dial 243-2281 or visit crowaboutmoney.com. When you suffer a personal injury in a crash, you need an attorney with integrity. I'm Mark Caruso, Caruso Law Offices. Semi-truck crashes can cause severe, long-term injuries. Caruso Office is rated among the best attorneys representing victims of semi-truck accidents with recent jury verdicts of $6 and $8 million. Caruso Law Offices will fight for you. Caruso Law Offices, 883-5000. 
your personal injury attorney with integrity. 883-5000. CarusoLaw.com. This is David Allen Staley, Medicare Coverage Advisor with the Senior for a full-service landscaping company that can design, build, and maintain your landscape. True West Landscape is the company for you. Whether you are a property manager or homeowner looking for that quality weekly service, True West is here to help. Contact the True West team of professionals today so we can show you our quality service options at 505-395-7770, 505-395-7770, or visit online at truewestgroup.com. Hi, this is Mark Minicucci with the Minicucci Insurance Agency. We are privately held and locally owned. We market property and casualty insurance products and risk management services primarily to a variety of companies located within New Mexico and the surrounding states. We are able to meet the needs of a large international company as well as small local businesses. We focus on construction, onshore energy, defense contractors, healthcare, professional liability, and a variety of other industries. Call us today at 883-3683. Hi, this is Ava, and I love sitting on the Monroe's patio just enjoying some chips and salsa. And I'm Stella. I love the fresh air. And enchiladas and tacos. Hey, Grandpa, what about the fresh air? Ooh, and some red or green chili with a cool beverage. And the fresh air? Oh, Grandpa, this is the best meal. It is delicious. Hey, guys, what about the fresh air? And what, what about, about the, the fresh, fresh air? air? We are going to Monroe's in the Heights and downtown. Directions at chili.theplaceilike.com. Five here in the Kiva. Remember when uh, Corrales was uh, the type of place where they used to have what kids? Yes, uh, there are no kids in Corrales. <laughs> where, where would they go? Where would they go? Play? I know there's Corrales Elementary. We used to square off against the uh, the Corrales uh, little soccer teams that were there back in the day, and now they're probably no more. I would imagine. Uh, Dow does those Corrales. Can't remember the last time there. I saw one. <laughs> yeah, Paradise Hills, Taylor Ranch. I mean, it was, uh, and we all gathered at the same same place. And it was Alameda. So it was Alameda, Corrales, Rio Rancho, Paradise Hills, Taylor Ranch. That was it. And then there was like club teams, like Strikers and you know Warriors and stuff like that. I remember that back in the the day. We played a lot of soccer growing up. Uh, they're the type of white trash that when they host brown folk, they bring in porta potties. They don't want cooties. Uh, uh, John Kerry and, and Mama T did that. Sharice Hines did that. They had a party in Nantucket at one of her homes, and I believe all the guests had to use the the porta potties. Yes, yes. Hmm. Wow, there it is. They only consume them. Is that correct? Is that- mm. Eddie, I feel the same way about being Kiva, about Kiva being a family with the same principles at the core and knowing I'm not alone, knowing I'm not alone. It's easier for me at least to keep fighting for Albuquerque in New Mexico to speak truth and never apologize for what I say. Thank you all for you and Dow do and keep on trucking. Ooh, I, I really kind of think sir. that that is the, you know, motto going forward. Keep on trucking. Yeah, really. That's it. God bless you all the Kiva. God bless you. You say Kevin. Uh, Donald Trump sending me more requests for money. No, no, no soup for you. No money for you, Donald Trump. We give you no more money. If you want to give to other Republicans, you give. But otherwise, we give no money to Donald Trump. We are fans of Florida governor now. 
people who are in the fight. Uh, let's see. Grisham is the ultimate chola. That is funny. Yeah. Cholas, uh, they know power, right? They'll go and beat the, you meet me after school. We're going to meet at the playground. Then they invite, they round everybody up. Then they go and they're just like tearing into each other. And like, they know how to inspire fear in other people and get them to follow. I'm going to meet you at the playground at 3.30 and the entire school's going to show up. And they tell everybody about it. And then uh, they're all all caked makeup and they're like ripping out each other's hair. And it's like, oh my God, she's so tough. Nobody would want to mess with her. And it's like, yeah, see, you guys all learned your lesson. Not only was I fighting her, but I was making an example that you don't want to mess with me. Like that, That's the ultimate oh, show. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, how come you got to keep bragging on us, bro? Huh? I'm just waiting for that. Check it. Humble brag. Surely the carpetbagger class in New Mexico is well-schooled in ordering Christmas chili. <laughs> very funny. Let's convoy Corrales. No, we did that the other day. Uh, by the way, you got to be careful when you say convoy Corrales. That's like a calling sign for them on Saturday night as they bark at the moon. I think that's mm-hmm. an adults-only party. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Generally yeah. after <clears throat> over 50 crowd over there. Like, <laughs> yeah, they, they like their, uh, they like their con- convoys. <laughs> Don't, don't, get, don't, don't give me those images. <laughs> the images. Uh, make it stop. Make it stop, Eddie. <laughs> Eddie, glad to hear you played MLG's theme song of yours. No, that's Corrales. The, the guys literally knew that. Should play that song Convoy for the Truckers. I don't. Is there some sort of new song, newfangled song that someone's making a bunch of money on that we need to C.W. Go McCall. Remember Convoy? We got a trucking convoy rolling through the night. We got a trucking convoy. Ain't she a beautiful sight? Convoy. Uh uh it's almost like the images in my head uh, i got my new biden crack pipe bro hand in road my hunter biden essay is bad bro that's cool uh mlg knows that our schools haven't imparted knowledge of math and economics in years if people receive a check they will not jeopardize it the republican party has too many people who will benefit from this system and will crush representatives from realville like like me like moi Elected officials in New Mexico are not leaders. They have agendas. The elite aren't. Uh, this is a total teaser. Are you leaving the city or the state? Dun, 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 Stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, Stay you're in the queue. Go ahead. Hey, Eddie, is it me? I ask myself that question when I wake up every morning. Am I on? You are so on. You're on, bro. You're on the Kiva. Hey, hey ¿qué pasa? ¿Qué pasa? Where's the hey, masa? Uh, Time to make some tortillas. ¿Qué pasa? Right. Let's, let's do it. Now, uh, hey, I was calling because um, I kind of feel like, uh, I don't know, I might be wrong, but you're kind of a Greg Zanetti guy sort of right now is the way you lean, kind of. Or Are you, are you telling me who I'm voting for? I feel like I'm a Democrat already. I'm going to tell you something different. You sound like you're a Greg Zanetti guy already. Oh, all right. Yeah, go ahead. Bro. Let me hear you. No, um, I had a question because uh, I was a Greg Zanetti guy. Uh-oh. And, uh, a what happened? A buddy of mine down in Roswell, yeah. he, uh, he gave me a little inside scoop, and I was wondering if this is factual or not. But he was saying that uh, Greg Zanetti's uh, good old buddies and go, go way back with uh, Bill Gates. Yeah, no, All he doesn't. Never met the guy, but or? here you can call Greg yourself if you want to call Greg. His uh, number is. You can instead of uh, asking me, since um, okay, I uh, really his number is five zero five 
3754. Give him a call directly. 505-250-3754. You got a problem with him and, you know, Bill Gates, just call him directly. He'll pick up the phone. Sure. So, I mean, uh, I mean, what all that stuff is, uh, he's never met, he's never met him. Um, He doesn't, he doesn't know Greg. He managed his money. I kind of would like somebody who managed uh, the formerly the richest guy in the world has managed his money, the largest land yeah. landowner, but he's not a fan of uh, Bill Gates whatsoever, but pick up the phone and call him. I mean, maybe he'll, maybe he'll tell you that he's good buddies with him or something, but I know that he's All not. Right. So <laughs> there you go. I'm, I'm, if you're, if you're calling me to start defending certain people, uh, I'm out of that game. So I'm, we're all, okay. we're all done here with all that stuff. So. Yeah, yeah, no. I, so, I well, who's your guy? Sure since I, uh, I don't even bother asking you, you sound like you kind of had an issue with it. So, uh, I guess, well, who's your guy? Since you have a guy. Uh, well, my guy was Greg, definitely, but uh, I'd I'd have to call his personal phone and uh, hash it out with him over that Bill Gates. Oh, well, who's not, your but, who's uh, your new guy or new gal or whatever? What's going on? Uh, my, I don't know. I I like Rebecca Dow, but. Um, I, I don't know. I can't see. Uh, I want I don't know. It's kind of weird to think you and or New Mexico will go uh, 24 years potentially with a woman leadership. It's kind of weird to me. Are you Hispanic yeah, for such a long street? Am I Hispanic? Yeah. yeah. It's a weird, weird question, but I mean, I, it, I have a purpose in asking it. Are you Hispanic? Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, well, Hispanic. you know what? We don't have a Hispanic in the race, so uh, I'm for the Hispanic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get in there. In the identity and the identity politics, right? That's what that's what we're for. So uh, there right. you go. So you and I don't have a candidate in the race, a dog in the hunt, uh, you know, a man to back, a, a woman to whatever. You know, we don't have anything. Yeah. So just keep it there and uh, keep your vote. Su voto es su voz. To keep it quiet. Shh. He's trying to sleep, Mimi. All, right. All right. Good night. Go to Mimi's. Sleep. All right. All right, bro. <laughs> These guys. Uh, These guys. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Hey, I'm just kidding with him. All right. Um, oh, we'll just murder all our whole entire show. Uh, Albuquerque crime. Legislature's inability to tackle crime defies explanation, says, boy, Michelle Lujan Grisham cannot take a pretty picture. She just can't. Even the the very flattering places like Santa Fe, New Mexican, like everything that she they show her is as as not very attractive. I mean, at some point, she's got to have her team reach out to these newspapers again and say, "What gives?" At this point, right? I mean, it's she's ugly, and it's not a very flattering picture. I mean, I've seen pictures of Michelle Lujan Grisham where she's slightly attractive, but every single one that they show her now, it's like. She's gritting her teeth. Her 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 lips are like pursed and super small. Um, I, I don't know. She's 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 pointing or she's gesticulating in a violent manner. Is that is that is that fair? Is that a uh-huh. fair assessment? Is that fair? <clears throat> Nicole Chavez, Republican, by the way, who was uh, by the way running, I believe, or isn't she running for House District Twenty Eight? I believe. Oh, is she? Yeah, she was in tears. She lost her son. It was in tears at the Capitol day earlier when the Senate passed a controversial bill and a sentencing option for juveniles convicted of first-degree murder. Okay. By the way, uh, Michelle Owen Grisham's uh, office issued a news release stating that the governor, along with the Hector Balderas and members of the Hector Balderas, members of his public safety team, had met with the mothers of violent crime victims. I'm deeply troubled and frustrated by the legislature's reluctance to take meaningful action in New Mexicans should be outraged. Wow. 
It's like sh- this is like her first time visiting New Mexico. <laughs> she just landed here. Hey, hi. <laughs> Wait, I thought you were. Was there somebody else who was our governor? Wait, we should be <laughs> outraged. Why? I don't know why. You mean all this massive crime and under your administration? Who knew? <laughs> What's happening in Al? I didn't know what was happening in Albuquerque. No one to report the crimes. Yeah. There isn't a New Mexican that I know that isn't a victim of some crime. Whoa. Wow. She's really, she's really putting it on. Huh? Really uh, caking it up, putting lipstick on that old, well, you know, you know, the old saying, the old saying. Well, let's uh, check out some of the crime around here. Dick Niffin getting in on the action, as I mentioned the other day. <laughs> Trick Niffing. Isn't one of the guys on, uh, on, uh, on, uh, what was the name of that thing with, uh, can't even think of it. What's the guy? The red burgundy, Ron Burgundy, right? What's the name of that? <laughs> Legend of Ron Burgundy. Is that a movie? Right. Anchorman. Yes. Anchor. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Wasn't it? Wasn't one of the guys named Trick? Oh yeah. Right. Wasn't he, what's his name? <laughs> so, Brian Fontana. <laughs> ba- Bam. Bam or Jam. <laughs> and then Steve Carell's character was the weatherman. Yeah. <laughs> the one that couldn't speak. Well, now we know that that's actually very, the weatherman, literally, that's the easiest, that's literally the easiest uh, degree to get in college. I couldn't even believe that. (laughs) Yeah. Shouldn't you know a little science to be a weatherman? Yeah, a little bit. Here we go. Mm. Hot. How much time? Mm, I love scotch. I love scotch. Scotch has got scotch. Here it goes down, down into my belly. Mm, mm, mm. Mm. That is good. You're on the air. How are you? You look awfully nice today. Maybe don't wear a bra next time. How much time till we're on? We're on, Ron. What? We're on the air right now. I'm ready. Good evening. I'm Ron Burgundy. Here's what's going on in your world tonight. It was the 1970s. Looking good, San Diego. In a simpler time. Hey, Garth, how's the divorce? Oh, not so good. I'll probably never see my kids. Fantastic. It took a simpler man. Follow leads, confirm sources, real journalism, my friend. Great. Right on. Now, what's a lead? (laughs) To deliver the news. I have some very urgent and important breaking news. Cannonball! Will Ferrell is Ron Burgundy. Who's that handsome devil? A Californian so popular. (laughs) You stay classy, San Diego. Yay! He could have been governor. Hey, I like that fanny. Oh, Mr. Burgundy. Anchorman, the legend of Ron Burgundy. Burgundy did it. I am. Oh, Ron Burgundy is down. It is bad. There you go. Uh, Ron Burgundy could be your governor there. Uh, Dowd, what do you think about that? <clears throat> Art imitating life. <laughs> we're, we're getting there, aren't we? You know, uh, have you uh, you seen what's going on in Arizona? So I, uh, as a former resident of Arizona, the, uh, the the real sunshines. I don't know. How is that not the sunshine state? Seriously. I'm going to get burnt to a crisp. There you go. You got uh, Arizona. Uh, let's see. Cary, Arizona. There it is. Cary Lake. Okay. She's now gone. I remember watching her all the time. Carrie Lake, born August 23rd, 1969, dude. 
an American politician, former television news journalist after working at the Phoenix Television KSAZ. There she is. Uh, she's got her bachelor's degree from uh, her BA. Um, let's see. She was a Republican before 2006, and then she re-jumped back in from 2012 to the present. Uh, she was a Democrat from 2008 to 2012. She's just testing them all, test, testing all the, the waters. Independent from six to eight. There you go. Born in Illinois to uh, a football and basketball coach. There it is. Uh, from Appleton, Wisconsin. Uh, she grew up in Iowa. Nine siblings. Wow, big family. I'm sure she, ha- do you think she has a stump speech about the number of siblings that she grew up with and how difficult it was? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dude, that's got to be, that's like her go-to when she wants to get folksy. Well, the, 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 the new one now is you have to have been raised by a single mother. So I wonder if it was a single oh. mother with nine kids. We got to play some level of like, um, we got to establish a political game where you like draw cards. Mm-hmm. Really, I think if, if we seriously came up with this, you know, because of course you have those, you know, uh, you know, what's the name of those games? Something, uh, I don't know, they're black and white cards and people are like coming up with different scenarios. We should just like, you know, assemble a politician okay. and it just be sort of like a collection of various things that they've overcome, that they've done, that they've, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and of, of adversity that they've, that they've powered through. Work and your way you through have, college has to be in there. That has to yeah. be and then, single and mother. Then, yeah. And then we got to basically, the whole idea is to hide the peccadillo, oh, right? Yeah. The, yeah, the yeah. one or two or 10 or whatever that they've done and then just assemble it. And then what would be like the outcome of that? So, cause there's gotta be a game. You got to move around the board. You move from, you move from the city council to the mayor's office. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Then you move from the mayor's office to a rep's office. Then you move mm-hmm. from the rep's office to, a state senator, you know, like you just yeah. like graduate. Yep. This yep. is brilliant. Is this brilliant? This, yeah. this, is brilliant. Yeah. this is a million dollar idea right here. I feel like I should be in the shark tank. I should come up. Well, or, or you could do lightning round where your, like your lonely girl, Melanie Stansbury, you go from absolutely nothing to uh state house, then to U S house representatives. And then if Ben Ray doesn't come back, you're boom, right in the Senate. So I like it. Yeah. Maybe more like the the setup instead of it being more like sorry or monopoly where you're like going around the board and picking up property or something. Maybe what you're doing is this is more like shoots and ladders. Oh, yes. Yes. Uh, and then you assemble like the most complete. But but it's sort of Voltronic, right? Because you've got to mm-hmm. assemble the yes. political monster, right? That you finally comes together to form the ultimate that conquers all, right? And then, yes, yes. you know, but you, if you hit 78, you know, you're going to slide all the way down to 23. So you got to, you got to skip 78, you know, something right, along the right. lines. Yep. This is a great thing. So there is Carrie Lake. She's uh, a good collector. There's her career, her wiki, uh, <clears throat> aptly done uh, for marketing purposes uh, only. They've uh, been able to kind of, she interviewed President Barack Obama. Oh, diversity. Yep, knows yep, black yep. people yep, was yep. given the interview so she she has uh that would be across the aisle appeal would that be right mm-hmm, mm-hmm, across mm-hmm. crossover appeal if, if you're not a minority yourself you have to have interviewed minorities uh given large amounts of money yes. to the united negro Very college good. fund you know something yes. like that yeah 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 that's good uh after she resigned she was forced to, was this a forced resignation i'm thinking that if you're getting kicked out of a news organization at any point or you're thinking about it, like somehow you went through the very difficult time of rebelling against the internal, the, the media, yeah, yeah. Um, the media mafia, if you will. Like you mm-hmm, were, mm-hmm, you were standing mm-hmm. up against them. You were not well liked, 
right? Mm-hmm. The Missouri Lake mm-hmm. was probably not well liked, I would imagine, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, challenges to overcome. You have to have a personal health health challenge to overcome too. Breast oh, cancer survivor, gee. postpartum or, or a mother or a father that overcame such a thing, yeah, or that recently have... recently passed. The time oh, when you true. really become successful is yeah. like a year or two on what you just recently lost a significant person or your time. Yeah. Oh, Hey, you know, the real cash cow is when you cash in on your child's, um, sort of. Absolutely. uh, Right. The ailment she has. The kids got to have childhood leukemia or autism or that is a zinger that wins every time. That's just like, that's like instant heartstrings. Oh yeah. Well, think of Gore. Remember he used to, his his sister died of lung cancer. Yeah. Right. and he said, the minute she died, I pledged myself to destroying right. to big tobacco. Country. That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and purpose. You have your, you have your, um, you have your raison d'etre, right? Mm-hmm. Your reason for being. And the, you, you didn't pursue this uh, thing. Do you know, there's a, probably a lot of like, look what I was doing. I was giving everybody the news every night. And I finally just got depressed to the point where I had to do something about it. Do you know what, how, how big of a salary I had to give up just to run for this thing mm-hmm. you know, and sacrifice myself to do it? There's, there's, there's got to be that angle of it as well. Let's see. She filed paperwork, Lake did, to run for governor in 2022 election as her own personal and ultimate sacrifice for the future of the state of Arizona. I added that in, but I could write it. By the end of the year, Carrie Lake had raised $1.4 million from 12,000 sources. Oh, it's always got to be small donors, right? Right, because the people is that is that fair? So yep, I think yep, that's yep, an yep. angle as well. Yep, yep. Um. Let's see. She purchased account on Gab. Oh, this is good. During the campaign, she aligned herself with President Donald Trump. Oh, she's wow. got big, big, big names, big shoes. She okay. uh, claimed that Trump won Arizona in 2020. Oh, that's that's gonna hurt her. That's a negative. Editor- editorial pages are not gonna like that. Yeah, no, 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 no. She's gonna get hit. They're gonna hit her and hit her hard. Uh, hopefully she doesn't have any, you know, things over the last 20 years or so that she was in um, the news where she made some sort of cutting remarks uh, against some public figures. That'll certainly come out, don't you think? Mm-hmm. Uh, during her 2021 campaign for governor, she said she would not have certified the 2020 election results. Oh, she does, she's running in a competitive primary. That's what that means right there. A competitive yes. primary. So moving as far right as she can, right? I think that, is that fair to say? Mm-hmm. Ne- needed, needed, uh, you need those. Arizona Congressman Paul Gosar and NSA advisor Michael Flynn also endorsed Lake, early early endorsement for, for Lake. Uh, she led the anti-mask rallies, wow. Well, with a pretty face like that, that's what you do, right? You, you lead the anti Co- Cover it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you don't want to cover up a face like that. Um, let's see, she probably works out, right? She looks like she's fit. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah unlike uh, <clears throat> Christy. Like said, if governor, she would like not tolerate mask requirements and vaccine requirements on the COVID-19 pandemic. The Phoenix New Times reported in 21, uh, the lake told a private audience for public retirees that she was taking hydroxychloroquine to prevent COVID-19. In fact, oh, I don't know about therapeutics and then thinking that so you can't you can't validate COVID-19 on one end and then totally invalidate it on the other. Either you take it seriously uh-huh. Uh, or you are putting everybody else's life at risk. Or you're an anti-vaxxer lunatic. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Then you got to appeal to the older Republican crowd. Like that's a that's that's a that's a that is a very topsy turvy world because you never know who you're actually talking to. 
be honest. True. Yeah. Over 55 Republican crowd, they, they want a vax. They love their vax. Oh, big time. <laughs> oh, they're, they're, they're vaxxed up, and they're not going to tell you they're vaxxed. They're going to they're gonna walk up to you in their USS Arizona shirt, and they're like, mm, yeah, I thought about getting the vax. Me and Harold over there, we're, we're going to get our vax. And- Greta and Harold, yes. <laughs> it's always Greta and Harold. Greta and Harold are always there. They're at every damn meeting. Have you oh, they got them? everything. Greta and Harold, just they never leave. They're <laughs> they got nothing but time meeting, on their hands. They, and they're always pissed off if they don't oh, get, yeah. like, the free donuts and the coffee. <laughs> they're always, that's their payment. They, for whatever reason, they, something about that makes life so sweet for Harold. It, it really, my parents are 79 and they own an apple orchard. They're not out doing anything. They're working every day. But Greta and Harold, they got nothing but time on their hands. <laughs> and they're involved in all the uh, mitote. They go to every meeting. Say. There we go. Lake has made fe- several. Fe- she needs to get someone to correct her wiki page here. Mm. Um, this isn't going to go well for her. She has two children. They have two children. She was previously married to Tracy Finnegan. Find find Tracy and destroy and destroy Carrie. For every He's got woman, some stories. <laughs> I'll bet. <laughs> for every woman, for every woman that looks like Carrie Lake, there's a man who won't put up with her crap. <laughs> there it is. Well, the other thing is you got to, you know, if, to build a perfect Paul these days, hmm. I mean, you've got to find one issue that very few people know about and carve out your identity as like the expert on that emerging issue. Uh, Martin Heinrich has done this on two issues, artificial intelligence and directed energy. Now, nobody even knows what the hell the most, knows most what, of them, either one of those, those are. But sounds he, impressive, though. The he owns those issues. Sounds very masculine. And very masculine. He owns those issues in the U.S. Senate. So the, the hip ones now, Eddie, are uh, trans acceptance, sex trafficking, preschool, and cybersecurity. Those are those are like the really hip ones you really want to be in now. So you know, get on, mm. get in there because the young people. It appeals to the young people, and the old people don't know what those issues are. So you know, when you can talk about an issue that people are only or just learning about, mm-hmm. you've already got the edge. Oh, that's it. Time. You walk away with some level of legitimacy. Uh, yep. I think yep. uh, a level of trust yep. that you yep. wouldn't otherwise get. Because nanotech is a, is an emerging one for politicians. They a couple of them. Nanotech, you know, uh, micro we've machines. We've been talking about nanotech for for decades in in New Mexico. We never seem to capture it. <laughs> somehow, somehow, it just when it's that small, it just slips right through the grubby little hands. Can't understand it. Can't see it, so I can't understand it. <laughs> Sort of like COVID. <laughs> and radiation. Uh, okay. Um, let's get back to the governor's race. Um, let's see. Armed. Th- uh, remember, she's Michelle Lujan Grisham's talking about the meat and potatoes. It's crime. It's crime. It's economy. She's bringing home the bacon. She's frying it up in a pan. And then she's frying her fellow Democrats, right? She's moving to the middle, despite the fact that you're still on lockdown. She's keeping it safe. She's keeping Harold and Greta safe. The uh, vaxxed over 55 Republicans. They're there. Mm-hmm. Let's say how much they hate Michelle Lujan Grisham publicly, but proud to serve in the armed forces. But privately, they're like, well, we really kind of, we're, we're, we think we're okay. We, what would have happened? Who else could have handled this during this time? Certainly nobody else came forth. That crazy guy on the radio? No, definitely not him. Uh, so We'd all uh, be dead if we voted for him. <laughs> <laughs> We'd all be dead. <sighs> Oh, uh, Trick Niffing. Uh, back to uh, Trick Niffing over at um, yeah, his son, Trey. Uh, I told you about him. He was uh, one of the most heinous uh, individuals I've ever met, actually, ever encountered, uh, maybe in my lifetime. He was uh, downright oh. scary. Yeah, my uh, my poor uh, journalism teacher, Miss Sabato, literally was bawling 
because uh, he had figured out a way to get the uh, newspaper printed with, uh, <clears throat> I guess as a prank, the back of the newspaper printed with a bunch of symbolic, um, suggestive things in the back and then all sorts of hell broke loose for Trey. But, you know, Dick had to come in and sort of clean it all up for, for young Trey. And, uh, I, you know, it was never the same. So Trick Niffing uh, was over at the Walmart. Uh, <clears throat> were uh, former uh, men. You remember Larry Aarons? Uh, Larry Aarons is out in uh, Arizona these days. Remember, I hired and fired him. Do you know why I fired Larry Aarons? Uh, hitting the sauce? No. Went that way. He recently lost his wife. Good view. I, very uninspiring. He did, uh, I don't have it. Hold on. Let me, let, me, let me do Larry on the radio. Hold on one second. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to KIVA Albuquerque. All right. Larry would roll in about uh, 7 o'clock to do a morning show. <laughs> Only you would truly understand what this would be like, Dowd, knowing what type of person I am. Knowing how fastidious and, you know, serious I am. Oh, indeed. Uh, no about no everything, question. despite this very, um, it has been a bit of an in, uh, you know, sort of a fun, wide open week, if you will. This is Larry. <sighs> oh, that morning coffee in this beautiful city of Albuquerque. Let's see what's in the news. More rustling, a little more rustling. Yeah. Mike Kidalani of the Associated Press, the governor of four states announced plans Monday to lift statewide mask requirements in schools by the end of February or March, citing the rapid easy. What do you think about? Oh, let's take your calls. Go ahead and uh, take phone calls uh, directly at 266-1600 here this morning as I'm enjoying it. It's just a beautiful. Eddie, how are you doing back behind the window over there? Meanwhile, I, and I'm like this little peon behind the window. And, you know, get... So <clears throat> what's the guy from uh, Breaking Bad? Hank? Remember Hank? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Traitor. Yeah. yeah, he brought him in. And then we had all these like promotions that we were starting to get. And this other guy, Matt, was running the board. And I'm like looking at these guys like, okay, this is all sorts of boring. And, and I'm totally like terrified about anything else that these guys might be talking. Yeah, it was like totally sleepy time radio. And there was like five five people maybe listening at the very beginning okay and it, it was awful it was awful and they had all these promos and so hank comes in they thought they were hitting out of the park because now we got hank and larry aarons this guy who was number one on the radio for 27 years and all this kind of stuff and then all of a sudden they start handing out these gifts that i was able to go and get and remember there's no reason for people to advertise on the radio station at that particular point because you know who, who's that aragon and where the hell's larry aarons go to oh yeah i thought he ran for governor blah 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 and, so, and then all of a sudden, they start handing out all these gifts, and they, they start giving them to the guys from Breaking Bad. That was Larry's last day on the radio, by the way. He was immediately fired. Uh, that was just an excuse I used to get rid of him because he was so darn terrible. Terrible. Ter awful. The only Eddie, reason he, anyone the only who was listening to KOB. Because he was on the big stick. He 1980 to March 1980, December to 2005. 25 more than 25 years kkob morning show host yeah i don't and know you how. didn't show him any respect pal 
It was fired within a month. It's gone. I just I couldn't deal with it. The old ways are gone, ladies and gentlemen. And, That's and, just and, the way it is. <laughs> and I'm All sure right. Lori is like. Who does this guy think he is? Well, he's the right, guy right. that's running the radio station. Right. Yeah, but still on the stage. That's, that's, that's <laughs> I didn't own the radio station at the time. I was oh. I was chasing I was up to my ass in bills and I was chasing my tail around just trying to figure out which knob to turn on so I could hear myself through the radio. That, that's about the level that I understood things. And when I walked into the radio station, I'm like, I don't know what the hell this is playing, but it's not gonna play it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> We're done. <laughs> what is Joy Brown? Who the hell is Clark Howard? Why am I listening to someone give me consumer tips on what to buy, when to buy travel? Like, no, I'm not doing any of this kind of stuff. I'm not, I'm not, not doing any. Of it. Can you imagine those old school guys who just re who used to read the paper every morning, running their own website and providing original content to? I mean, no, they would not know how to on, operate. Work. Well, I'm just saying. I mean, they wouldn't know how to operate in the, in this environment now. I mean, my God. Social I literally media? Put Alex Jones, Man Cow. Dennis Miller. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, what else? I, I, Clyde I, Lewis. <laughs> I literally had to sell myself to an entire network. And I'm like, I want Michael Savage. I want uh, Laura Ingram. I want every single conservative thing that was just going to, you know, make the entire city angry. And I uh, got it. So I just uh, kept on. All right. So back to uh, Trick Niffing. Uh, 35 minutes later after I started this. <laughs> People in Albuquerque are witnessing crimes at their local grocery stores and on their doorsteps this week. This has been a tough town over the years, but not like this, says Trick Niffing, a longtime local news anchor. This is nutty. Oh, wow. That's the best we got. That's the most insight after 15 years of not hearing from old Trick Niffing. I'm just an old guy going to the store. All of a sudden, it was bam, 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 bam. Well, according to KOB Channel 4, uh, back on the 3rd of February, employees told him someone's trying to shoplift. Yeah, that's what people do. You don't have to try to shoplift, by the way, folks. Uh, it is something that you can successfully do any day of the week, and nobody will stop you. Trust me on this. They'll leave you alone. They really will. Oh, they actually will. Uh, when managers told her to leave, she grabbed a gun from her car unnecessarily. I mean, really. You didn't have to escalate yourself. And shot at the front of the store. Like, it wasn't a crime until you can take and steal all you want. But the moment you get out a gun and shoot at the front of the store, it's a new story. I don't think there's any respect. There's not any respect for you, for me, or for the stores, for houses, for anything, says Trick Niffing. The owners of Just Urban Smoke Shop also feel the lack of respect. Just terrifying, said one of the owners. They're all examples that are fueling city leaders push for change in new laws like Senate Bill 20. Oh, I knew there was a purpose to this. It's legislation to give the Democrats the wind in the media. It would increase sentencing for using firearms during a crime. Who are they asking? Well, George Vega from the Albuquerque uh, Police Department. I said Vega, so I didn't say the other word. For you uh, who are translating my uh, Spanish into something dirtier. Some of the drug crimes that are taking place are homicides or robberies. These are all crimes that would encompass this bill. So if SB 120, doubt, I have no idea where it's gone. I don't track anything, but I know that you do because you work hard. The minimum sentence for first-time offenders using a firearm during a crime would increase by five years. For a second offense, it would increase by seven. Is that is that strong enough for Michelle Lujan Grisham, who states uh, emphatically, uh, there isn't a New Mexican that I know that isn't a victim of some crime, even trick niffing. No. SB 120, where is it? Uh, is it going uh, anywhere? Sitting in the Judiciary Committee and going nowhere for now. Oh, there we go. So apparently, um, Michelle Lujan Grisham has a lot to be disappointed. Who's Who's uh, who's heading up that Judiciary Committee? Which uh, uh, The sponsor of the bill is uh, our new Senator, Martin Hickey. Martin Hickey. Why does that name sound familiar? I'm thinking of Democrat, right? That's a oh, Martin. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
the big big oh, yeah. Um, how's it going in the city of Albuquerque? Well, you might remember a few weeks back, massage parlor owner Xu Feng knew that crime was a problem and robberies of massage parlors in particular. Literally, there's nothing to steal. You can't steal her hands. You couldn't have stole anything but the money that she was given for the massages. Very nice lady. I mean, any lady. Honestly, these days, Dowd, any lady that provides a massage, that would be like the last person any any self-respecting man would ever attack for any Absolutely. reason, right? Absolutely. Even if you had to pay her. It doesn't point. matter. Yeah. In fact, it's better if you pay. <laughs> I would think so. You would better you know. treatment. Yeah, I would. I would think so. She and a friend came up with a plan. First fang at five feet five inches, one hundred five pounds. This is from the New Mexico conservative or the conservative New Mexican. Well, is it? Can you be New Mexico conservative? I don't think so. Can you be the conservative? New yeah, I think okay. So we try to run. If that didn't work, she would give the robbers cash, electronics, whatever they wanted, according to the Albuquerque Journal report. If it didn't work, we had a gun in the shop. Now her death comes less than a month after Albuquerque Mayor Tim Keller signed a quote-unquote anti-Asian hate crime to this point uh, in time here at 620 on Thursday, February the 10th. Dowd, do we have any idea whatsoever whether or not these two, uh, I think one is a Mexican national and the other one Hispanic, is going to be charged with an Asian hate crime? Any Anything in the Ooh. news thus far? Well, I think his own status would tend to, you know, take care of that. I mean, if he were of a different ethnic background the hate crime would be tacked on but he has protected status possibly because of his role as a minority that's how i think so, the okay. judicial so system me, works now so basically if you're black and you attack an asian not a hate crime if you're a mexican national and you attack an asian not, not a hate, hate crime. crime but if you're white yes yeah they're definitely or hispanic from here you got to get your own scorecard you know kind of figure things out and tim keller has it uh, he wanted to protect the Asian American community. Ironically enough, uh, Fang lost her life, making mental health resources available to victims. Uh, can't do that to someone who's dead, Tim. And record and investigate anti-Asian incidents. Uh, massage parlors, I hate to say it, not trying to be stereotypical, but generally speaking, mostly run by Asians, which does exactly nothing to stop the violence against Asians other than declare, quote-unquote, that it was wrong. 18-year-old Jorge Rivera Ramirez. Uh, generally speaking, most hyphenated Hispanic last names, Mexican nationals. Check it out. Check it out. I lived in Mexico City, I know. Juan Carlos Hernandez apparently didn't get the message uh, either. Maybe because they didn't translate it into English uh, due to the city of Albuquerque or as, as in Spanish as uh, declared by the 18 different languages that uh, 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 city councilor in District 2, what's that architect's name, probably wanted. Uh, yes. and, and needed. If they would have translated it, they'll probably find a defense there. 18-year-olds Jorge Rivera Ramirez and Juan Carlos Hernandez didn't get the message. 500% increase in random acts of violence against Asians. We, of course, had that report uh, as well. And uh, the conservative New Mexican went on to write, there are two types of people who have little to no faith in local police, woke liberals and realistic libertarians. The latter because they understand the police don't prevent crime, they only respond to it. So this is exactly why Good old Nick stated that Fang had her own plan and it did not stop what had happened. Dowd, I'll let you wrap this one uh, up. I got a few phone calls and some text messages that I'm going to organize as we wrap up the show. Didn't realize we we're already at 623. <laughs> we're low. No, I really like what Nick wrote in this, Eddie. Uh, and of course, uh, this is, uh, I think, probably one of the links I sent out if you subscribe to our, our daily email. But um, Keller's virtue signaling, you can make these proclamations all you want. But what is... 
any woke mayor doing from a practical standpoint? Uh, how about issuing a statement warning citizens about the rise of violent crime in Albuquerque? Of course, he never wants to talk about it. Uh, he never declared that people should seek out ways to protect themselves. <laughs> they certainly didn't lobby the legislature to provide more funding for more officers. We we can't have this. And maybe I think Nick's best suggestion here is uh, suggesting that stores and businesses hang on their storefronts. Staff on premises are fully armed and trained in self-defense. Uh, let these... Uh, <clears throat> scum know that they're uh, going to get bullets shot their way as well but uh, scary scary stuff and i just uh, the woke liberal eddie whether they're in corrales or whether they're the mayor of albuquerque um these people they just like they're like a a a, a, a bird in in amazonia preening itself and just you know sticking out its feathers and looking toward the sun and they just they're just wonderful human beings and they love everyone and they condemn anyone who has any kind of hate in their heart and they don't do a damn thing to help those of us who are trying to live our real lives out here in realityville the woman literally had nothing that you could take from her other than cash okay period and that shouldn't be enough uh in at walmart the woman didn't steal anything but she fired a gun at the door uh let's let's check out the uh, three postal workers where we take a couple of quick phone calls. Call you in the Kiva. Go ahead. Eddie, I'm glad you, I'm really glad that you brought this up. I've been sitting on my hands here for the last uh, couple of days waiting for this topic to come up. And, of course, you brought it up. I, first of all, was extremely saddened to hear about this young lady whose life was taken for her by a couple of knuckleheads. Probably illegal aliens. <clears throat> uh, I uh, just told you they were. Okay, because usually, always when when it's a Hispanic Hispanic uh, individual, if they're from third uh, from other than America, a lot of times they they name them all. I was I was better when you were about to say third world, but go on. You, you choose okay. you, you choose what so you want my, to please my, the key my audience. Point is this: if if ninety percent, and again, just like you said. This isn't being, um, you know, uh, prejudicial or whatever, but if 90% of the massage places here are owned by Asians, by default, doesn't, uh, if, if, if anybody goes into one of those places and, and you know, it decides to hold them up, does that automatically make them a, uh, an Asian hater? Because... It seems to me that that's a that's an instant. Oh, you you, you obviously did this because you hate Asians, uh, and and I don't understand that. That would be like saying that you must you must hate Hispanics if if you did the same thing at a Mexican restaurant or an Indian restaurant. I mean that just like you were starting to point out, it seems like the only time that gets applicable is when it's a white person doing it, but not if you're a minority. Okay. You made the same exact point that I did. I was waiting for you to get there. And um, I'm glad that you can get that out and say it. I know it's difficult. I mean, it's, it's, it's funny because I know that you're, I know, but you're a staunch conservative, but you're speaking out over the airwaves. And I, let me say something different because we're saying the exact same thing. And I'm glad that you are able to say that because we need more people saying it. It's not enough for me to say it on the radio. But it bears repeating if you can say the types of things that I'm saying to other people out there and point out the reality and the truth uh, to people. Yes, this is indeed a hate crime. Yes, it was an illegal alien that committed this crime. Is the media talking about it? No, it's not. And what happens when the media says it a certain way, they repeat that thing that they hear and it's a lie or it might as well be a lie because it's not the entirety of the truth. 
we don't often sure. they sort of parse uh, the details out of everything because they don't want you to go ahead and uh, become an instigator um, by virtue of the fact that you would have a detail that might incriminate a, a certain element of the population. And we have to move away from that. So um, you can't get people to stay out of the way of, way of crime if they don't know what to look for or know how to sort of stereotype it. Or um, <clears throat> I guess uh, the better word for stereotype, uh, Dowd, would be a better way to characterize it. There are certain classes, is why statistics are done by the FBI, by race, by class, by neighborhood, by socioeconomic background. And then they say, well, stay out of that neighborhood. It's a bad neighborhood or stay out of it and go to there. You want to move there. It's a better neighborhood. They have something called redlining uh, and they also have uh, something called steering and real estate. You know, these are the types of practices uh, that were, you know, generally frowned exactly. upon. And the things that these realtors can't speak to are the very same things that you could look up someplace else. So, you know, That's think of your... Because then you'd be profiling. Well, <clears throat> yeah. Well, that the idea though is... Um, you have an entire series called CSI and uh, the whole entire objective when they start the the thing is uh, after David puts on his glasses and, and they're screaming and the who's coming. It's like, well, we're about to profile the killer and what happened. And the whole thing is led to exactly that. And that's instinctual. But what is not instinctual is you having to sort of, you know, parse all the details out of it so that you can go ahead and keep protected classes or underserve certain parts of the community from yeah. being stereotyped because that's more important than the death of a woman who gave massages for a living. You see? Exactly. I mean, spot on. Yeah. So you just have to kind of uh, sort of play it out. How, how are you doing tonight? You hanging in there? Doing well. And uh, yeah. finally glad to be coming out of four weeks worth of the flu. How, do, how does so, one have the uh, flu for four weeks? Four weeks. How? I, Man, I don't know. I don't I'm know. asking a question. It I'm just, totally ignorant of that. Like, how do you keep a flu? For, it, can can you keep a flu for four it, weeks? It put me flat on my back for two and a half weeks, and then it turned into bronchitis, and oh. thanks be to God, I'm finally coming out of it. All right. Well, go get yourself some ocean, some oregano oil, do some preventive medicine. Announce uh, announce of prevention is worth? Pound of cure. Yeah, there you go. Like, your grandmother was right. Your mom was right. Our families were right. See what happened once you broke up the family? There was no good wisdom coming from families anymore. You had to listen to the government, and the government's steering you wrong. So there you go. That's for sure. You should have just listened to everything our parents and our grandparents told us, and we would have landed our feet and be just fine. They're, these are the people who literally took the nails out of their previous house to build a new house. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those are the people that we had to listen yeah. to. We should have listened to. We didn't listen to because we thought we had all the answers on our phones or our computers on or Atari's or whatever. 550, 50, 500, uh, Dowd? No, I, you know, I, listen, I mean, my, uh, I believe one of my grandmothers growing up uh, went without food for days at a time. I mean, these are the people who have really lived life and know what real suffering is. You know, someone sending you a mean tweet is not real suffering. Okay. It, it, <laughs> it's just not, that's not suffering. I mean, and, I, and I'm not like Mr. Victim of the world, but I did grow up on a farm had to work in the heat, had to work in the cold, had to do manual labor, uh, made me a better person, I think. And um, all that's gone now. We we all just wear our pajamas and sign up for Obamacare while we're having our uh, our hot chocolate. <laughs> uh, uh, someone just renamed me the Rock of No Talk. Oh. As much as I talk, how many words do you think I say in any show? 
thousand. Larry Aaron's. Uh, <laughs> what about seriously? It must be somewhere around six, seven thousand words. Uh, Larry Aaron's. What about PC Clark or is it PW Clark? And the other guy used to call him. Be careful, Dick sniffing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. <laughs> I used to sit behind him at church at St. Carlos, St. Charles Lake before she was running, quit as a leading newcaster for Fox, Arizona. She said she got tired of reading lies. Oh yeah, there it is. There it is. There's the Kumbaya mea culpa. I had to get out of it. There's her, there's her uh, survivor story. Rising up. She said she was a good investigative journalist and had not been able to do anything, but read what she was handed for two years. Well, it's her fault. At the Trump rally a couple of weeks ago, she received an ovation rivaling Trump. Really? Mm. Oh, no, thanks. I don't need you to read the news to me. That doesn't make you better. Uh, let's see. Your board game points for each endorsement bonus if opposite party endorses. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, that's too complicated, though. Like, wait, you literally John have John McCain you... reach no, across I've the aisle. I've literally seen knock down, drag out fights in Monopoly, right? Have you seen people like literally like end their relationships yes. with their brothers and sisters? Over the <laughs> yes. Bitterness. Yes. <laughs> they just they see those hotels coming down North Carolina Avenue, Park Place, and Boardwalk, and they they're they're about to lose their ever loving mind. They're just praying that they'll end on income tax or you know you know go to jail before they land on your hotel because they know it's over. They know it's over. And at the point, they, they can't believe they rolled it. And it's like, you rolled that. You rolled a 10, not a 9. See, 1, 2. And you, you we've all done it. You bounce it on a space twice. Right. You've already yep. counted the yep. number of the heads. You know the sides. You know, 10 yep. to 12. And you know, you know how it all works. So uh, that's what you do. And then you end your relationship with your uh, best friend, your sister, your brother, uh, all because uh, you happen to roll a, a roll of a die and you landed on their space and you owed them money. <laughs> Literally, it's the beginning of the end of everything. Everything you needed to learn, you learned from a monopoly. And if one of the die lands on, you know, half on the board and half on the table, that doesn't oh. count. It has to be on the same surface. <laughs> oh, man. That's, is that the ultimate in moral turpitude? <laughs> right there. Corruption demerits for lobbying money. Oh, okay. People are really thinking this. Um, let's see what we got. I love this show every day. The game of political life. Oh, like Clue? Life. Today at 6 p.m., as we sleep, he does not. What is this? Someone being philosophical or godly with me. Call it the Brian Colon game. Hey, Brian Colon. Brian Colon. I just say it like that. I give him too much uh, ethnic traction in the state of New Mexico. I mean, his redhead with freckles and yeah. strange looking and Jewish. Yep, that's somehow gets to go ahead and do things like how did that guy like all come together? Like you gotta really keep track of things. I, I really feel like he's probing. If you ever talk to him, he's like he's he's like his little computer's going in his head when he goes out, he probably goes in his car and writes down all the notes from everything he remembers. Guaranteed. Mm -hmm. Eddie, I know you can't say it on air, but I believe that you were referring to Dick Sniffing. That's number two. There it is. Um, let's see. The adrenochrome is having a demonic effect on Hedgehog Grisham. Oh, so the way that she's looking these days. Oh, come on. Little people don't eat other little people, don't you know? <laughs> oompa, loompa, doop. Elected officials in New Mexico are not leaders. They have agendas. Oompa, loompa. Um, you know who originally sort of came up? Uh, mask, masked turbation. That is awesome. I like that. It. Is, that is uh, really good. So uh, there we go. Now, uh, why don't you uh, give me your 10-minute drill down on your article? 
Oh, yeah, we can uh, talk about that. That uh, came out earlier this week, and I wanted to take a a break, ladies and gentlemen, from this god-awful legislature, and I, I think I think people might appreciate that, um, wrote something I've been meaning to get to for a while, new research coming out, uh, really in-depth research. I think they, they looked at 80 different countries, uh, 80 different countries, developed countries, developing countries. I'll give you some of the examples. Uh, Lebanon, Dominican Republic, Hong Kong, Panama, Estonia, Russia, Slovenia, where our, our former first lady uh, was from, Germany, the fatherland, Russia, the motherland, uh, Malaysia, Denmark, France, Chile, the United States. Basically, what the, the researchers wanted to do was look at preferences, young people's preferences for what kind of work they saw themselves doing in the future. And it came out, I don't know, if, you, if you've been around on planet Earth and you've kind of dealt with girls and boys, men and women, uh, you've been breathing and conscious on this planet for uh, a few years. It's not even a little bit surprising. Uh, they separated jobs that were basically things-oriented and jobs that were people-oriented. So things-oriented, obviously mechanical stuff, engineering, science, that kind of stuff, and people-oriented, uh, a lot of the healthcare professions, teaching, that kind of stuff. What they found, and I'm going to give you the exact quote, in every country, without exception, more girls than boys aspired to a people-oriented occupation, and more boys than girls aspired to a things-oriented, or STEM, science, technology, engineering, math, occupation. Now, at the median, that's half in the, right in the dead middle, uh, half, half more, half less, at the median, there were about four boys for every one girl aspiring to a things-oriented occupation, and about three girls for every one boy aspiring to a people-oriented occupation. Now, if you think that this is just uh, prevalent in our, our backward third world developing countries, uh, this is not good news for feminists. The ratios, those ratios of girls to boys and the two types of jobs were larger in the wealthier and the gender equal countries. That's uh, kind of interesting, don't you think? But more than that, these patterns mirror those found in a 1918, that is the year 1918, so we're going back over a century now, survey of almost 1,700 U.S. adolescents. That survey found that there were almost 12 boys to every one girl interested in occupations that involve working with engines, and 12 girls to every boy interested in teaching. They did a similar analysis 15 years later, found the same thing. Uh, boys are more interested in occupations that involved working with things, and girls are more interested in occupations that involved working with people. Their conclusion, these two researchers, I think one was from the University of Missouri, and one was over in the UK. I think it might have been uh, Oxford. I think it was Oxford. Uh, Missouri and Essex. I'm sorry, Essex. And their conclusions, quote, sex differences in occupational aspirations and choices are universal, and nothing short of draconian social engineering, will change these patterns to reach the utopian goal of gender <laughs> equality in high-status male typical occupations. I finally now, understand China's, uh, you know, one-child policy. I finally <laughs> understand uh, uh, China's uh, domination uh, when it comes to uh, what's happening in the geopolitical world. Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. Their international policy, everything that they're doing. I mean, China's got it down. Uh, they probably did this study back in the uh, Great Leap Forward, uh, 1949, probably. Yeah. Before yeah. they decided to go ahead and do this. Uh, genius. Well, it, it gets to the core of this issue. You say, well, who cares about this? What, why are you even writing about this? 
we have a feminist, uh, feminized culture, and it's even worse here in New Mexico. Uh, a study was done in 2019. The gap between uh, bachelor's degrees in science, technology, engineering, math is higher in New Mexico than any state, all, all other states. So we've got all of these organizations, tech, many of them taxpayer funded private corporations. We're going to get girls involved in STEM because girls have to be 50% of STEM occupations because that is the feminazi to use a term that was created by our, our, uh, our missing Maharishi, who we, we certainly miss the Maharishi, Clay and Buck have taken over, uh, heard, heard, heard every day, every weekday here uh, in the Kiva. Uh, feminazis say everything has to be 50-50. And the reason in their twisted worldview that everything is not 50-50 is horrible discrimination. And of course, children, uh, young girls are discouraged, never allowed to go into the STEM occupations. Now, nowhere in this piece do I argue that any child for any reason should be discouraged from going into any kind of profession. I mean, I, I had uh, I was lucky. I had parents who really fostered the interests of their children. Uh, Eddie does the same. Uh, I was part of raising my nephew who's going off uh, to my, my, university. My parents, my parents taught one thing, uh, work. Well, yeah, <laughs> that, that, it starts there. But yeah, if, like you know, work. If that's it, work, if, work. If your child has an interest, and you should foster that interest in whatever field it is, but we've got 100 years of research. We've got research in over 80 countries that there are differences between the way boys and girls see their futures. And it's simply not the case that some sort of brutal patriarchy is the reason why we don't have 50-50 representation. And isn't that kind of a creepy world that you you perceive it to be? You know, there's some kind of horrible discrimination and, and uh, anti-woman policy unless all job categories are 50-50 men and women. But that's what these crazy feminists actually believe. So uh, we used to say in this country, uh, vive la différence, it's a wonderful thing. I'll let people be who they are. But of course, if it's politically correct, if you end up making choices that are politically incorrect, if you're a girl, well, that's a problem. So my view on this is public money is flowing to this, corporate money is flowing to this. Dolts like Martin Heinrich are pushing this kind of mm -hmm. nonsense. Uh, never discourage a girl from a STEM occupation, but simply accept the fact that it's unlikely we're ever going to get to 50-50, and we shouldn't want to get to 50-50. Men and women are actually different, Eddie. If you do a little research into the uh, academic literature, our brains are wired differently. Our musculature is different. We perceive mo visual, our visual acuity is different. We perceive motion differently. Our hearing is differently. Over and over and over again, men and women are different. It's not a bad thing. It's actually a good thing. So we need the feminists to just shut up and go away and accept biological reality. That's my right, contribution. Uh, thanks. Uh, a great segment there by Dowd the Greek uh, for telling us uh, <laughs> why uh, black athletes are superior to white athletes. Oh, uh, oh did I say that? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's really funny because if you can think of it back then, since what, when, when did Jimmy the Greek say that? Any, Late 80s, this, early 90s? I think it was like maybe mid 80s. Okay. So, and he was, he was talking about African-Americans and how their hip bones were located maybe a little bit higher uh, uh, in a certain way, and they were able to jump higher or run faster. And he went into this whole um, explanation, and then he was fired for it, right? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. He was fired for it, regardless of the truth of the, the biological truth of all that. And there truth are never matters. Things, no. yeah, and, and, and this is simply a biological data-driven, through-the-proof argument based upon outcomes. So whenever you have outcomes and they're finite and they're confirmed with data, you can't argue with it because the proof is there.
So now we all go into this and we make the final point just to oversimplify things, which I think is a very tight, good thing uh, to discuss is then Dowd says, well, you, you, you go in with this expectation. So the fault is that expectation. The yes. fault isn't the reality of what's happening. The, the, the fault isn't, well, we're preferring this versus that. The fault is in your expectation that everything should be reflected, you know, 50-50, female, male, 50-50, you know, this, this, and that's the problem that we have. And we're looking for confirmation bias. So this is why we make games tied, why we don't want people doing this and that and the other and getting some getting an unfair advantage. Sometimes it just is, and you have to deal with it. And if you want to prevent that from happening, you can, and that's fine. But anytime you insert uh, anti-market forces or artificial forces to do it, be prepared for the uh, undesirable outcomes that come with that. And those uh, undesirable outcomes may not be coming right away. You'll see those much later on in life. Uh, the balance is coming from nature, uh, not nurture. And uh, understand that that ultimately is, I think, the lesson, the takeaway here. You can't change the reality no matter how hard you have a political appetite uh, for it to change. Uh, this is the exact problem that we find within the Olympics um, in terms of the uh, you know, changing of sexes, transgender, uh, like all of these various things, like we're trying to overlay our own understanding instead of letting things just be where they were and saying, well, you know what? I guess that's just the way it is. My favorite uh, statement, I should say, over the last year, it is what it is. Beatles also had it as well. Let it be. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. the outcome. Understand it. Appreciate it. And hey, just re just just remember it. Not everything has to be equal. Uh, it, it's great to have a fair playing field, but we do not have to have equal outcomes down our top five from the rock of talk uh yes very quickly i know we're running out of time top five a uh, number one uh the swinger scene in santa fe uh <laughs> link to that article we'll talk about that tomorrow uh oh, number we two oh, we, uh, let's <laughs> hear it oh. for the hero school kids who are fighting mask mandates number three great news the united states is the world's largest liquefied natural gas <laughs> exporter uh number four the hob skyline interesting story on that and number wow. five maybe maybe something we'll get to tomorrow uh on one american news a state senate candidate in new mexico is says that cries foul play down in the south there you go doubt see you tomorrow at 4 p.m have a good night everybody thanks everybody for tuning in right here in the kiva friday show up tomorrow